Right, the theme is Rafi. This is a fucking entire Rafi episode. And me and Dale, we picked the sleaziest fucking Ruffies that we could find. I'm sure they're sleazier, but I don't know. These one, these two right here really stuck out in my mind and are like on the top of the list. So, Dale, tell them what we're going to be talking about. Well, we got two little sickies. Hot Summer in the City from 1976 and also... Femmes de Sade from the same year. By my favorite porn director, Alex Dorenzi. We're also going to be reviewing um, some reading material, actually. This is great toilet reading material. And uh, it's a, like a lost gem. Like, I guess these guys aren't doing fanzines anymore. These are pretty rare. Like, we didn't actually get the physical copies. But, like, I don't know. We were just lucky enough to get a PDF of these because, I mean... Well, at least this one. I've got the first issue, too, but, like, this is just a gem diamond in the rough, and it's called Metasex, and it's the Ruffy issue, so we're going to be reviewing that. Like, I don't know. I never thought we'd be reviewing something, like, literary. I don't know how literary <laughs> this is, but... It's, 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 it's a pretty awesome zine, you know? It, it's pretty much the Bible for Ruffy movies and 42nd Street yeah, basically, uh, theater district. It, yeah, basically it just like covers what like 42nd Street Pete lived, I guess, huh? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Gives us like a, I don't know, I'm kind of, uh, 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 you know, I'm, I'm kind of like into the whole historic aspect of it and like obviously me and Dale will never get to see 42nd Street or whatever, but like it kind of... I don't know. I'm a lawyer, dude. I don't know about you. So, like, it's kind of like gives us a little peek through the people into that whole world. I don't know. I'm very voyeuristic, though. I don't know about you, but we watch movies. So I think, like, anybody that's into films and into sleazy films is has a voyeuristic side to them. So I don't know. And this is a sleazy episode anyway, so we can get our get our kink out here. <laughs> definitely. We will tonight. Oh, definitely. So. And this, then, Metasex... It, it it tells you everything, <laughs> like the hookers going up and down the you know the rows in the theater and like offering five dollar blowjobs and everything. Sounds good to me, man. I don't have to do any <laughs> fucking work. Like got the porno right there. Even if she's not that good looking, I just look up at the screen and uh, yeah, just do your thing. 
probably about the around the end of the film, I'd probably have to ever come back over again. So, <laughs> so the big so the big 4-0, huh? The big forty, yeah, man. I don't know, like I don't. I don't it's amazing know. how how fast time goes. Uh, it's, you know, it seems like I just recorded my first episode a couple weeks ago. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, like, I don't know, me and J-Dog, we did, like, a porno-esque episode with a little bit of yeah. roughy flavor in there, and yeah, I don't know, good. like, you know, we always wanted to do, uh, take it to the next level, we'd always been talking about, but, like, you know, we never got it to come, you know, get off the ground, I think that one was episode 35 or something, so, I don't know, like, with the, the hardcores, like, you and, uh, Corey, I think, like, that episode went over really well, I know a lot of people were, like, really interested in Angela the Fireworks Woman. Granted, I'd been looking for that for, for a long time. I didn't even know what it was. I just knew Wes Craven had done, like, a porno. I had no idea it was a roughie or anything like that. So, that was definitely a diamond in the rough. And, um, these two are, you know, same deal, man. Like, I don't know, hot summer in the city, man. It's like, where have you been all my life? This is exploitation rolled with Ruffy, and I don't know, man. I just love it, and I don't know. It's I don't know. It's kind of arousing. I don't know. There's some great yeah. scenes in it, so I really like. Um, Them's Desad is fantastic too. Oh god, that's just great. Like I don't it's know. It's a great movie. All I don't around. know how arousing that movie is. But I don't know that chick at the beginning, like old boy's girlfriend is bringing, and she's pretty fucking hot. I yeah, know. that was pretty nice. I really dug her and everything, but like, yeah, I don't know, like all that shit that. uh that giant was like saying, uh, it's <laughs> funny, man. We're, we're gonna play a bunch of that shit. So. Awesome. You gotta play some of those clips. The great thing about Dorenzi, and like, I don't know, we were talking about it earlier, cause like Babyface, he did that film and he starred in it. Um, you know, he, he always seems to mix like action and everything, like all these different genres, and like, it's really like, honestly, Femmes. Like, I could sit back and, like, I don't even have to, like, I don't even have to whip it out, like, seriously. Like, I mean, I'm going to, but. <laughs> you know, like, well, the thing is, when you, you when you wipe off and wipe up, you can keep watching the movie. Right, like, exactly. You're not like, oh, let's fast forward to the next scene. You're like, what's going to happen next? So, but we'll, we'll get into all that, because, like, there's some great, there's some great scenarios in this, and there's some pretty sleazy taboos that, like, I don't know if anybody's ever seen before. Like, it surely shocked me, so. <laughs> but, but we'll get into that, but, um, I don't know, what do you, what have you been jamming on lately, like, as far as, like, film recently that we haven't, like, been reviewing for the show, at least? Anything good, or? Uh, the other day I watched, the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Oh yeah, yeah, that's always been a thing. uncut version. I really like that movie. Yeah, man, I don't know what it is about that film. Like, I don't know. Like, some people like it, some people don't. I think it's better than the sequel. You know what I mean? Granted, yeah, I've warmed up too. to part two a lot more, but I don't know. It's just it's it's. I don't know. A lot of people said it was like a remake. It's not a remake of the first one. It's it's no. a sequel. I don't know if it's really a direct sequel, but it's really got a comic book feel and everything and I don't know you got Ken Foray in it Ken is awesome in it well, and I love the uh, brother <laughs> <laughs> why do you eat people <laughs> why don't you just order a pizza because <laughs> we're hungry <laughs> I prefer liver and onions yeah. it's got some great lines I don't know like I remember actually that was like 
I seen that at a buddy's house. Like, it's the same place I saw, like, the first chainsaw. And, like, I was really, I was probably, like, eight or nine at the time. And I only saw parts of Chainsaw 1, so, like, I don't know. Like, it fucked with my head. Like, if you don't finish a film when you're, like, that young, like, you just, your brain fills in the blanks at night during nightmare time. And, uh, yeah, that one kind of fucked with my head for years. And then, um, yeah, I remember they had rented, uh, I don't know if they came out around the same time. They must have, but. They rented um, Jason Goes to Hell unrated and Chainsaw 3 unrated, and I watched both of those back-to-back, and yeah, man, it, that, that definitely fucked with my head, so... And I love the I love the freak at the gas station when he's holding the the gun on, the, you know, the people in the car. He oh, goes, yeah, gonna, dude, he's... I'm gonna fuck you in half! <laughs> I, I love, I love that, that line. He's like, cutting those little porno pictures out. And... Yeah. But he's, like, cutting the dick off. Girl, I know you... <laughs> He's yeah. in um he's in Dances with Wolves actually. He's at the beginning of Dances with Wolves. He's like Is he really? Yeah, he basically is playing the same character. Like he's been in a few other things, I can't remember, but he's a great character actor. I wish I knew, remembered his name, but yeah, man, like he's fucking awesome. Like I think I've seen him in something newer recently. Like he he gets A list stuff once in a while. He's always like a supporting you know, like a supporting role and stuff, but yeah, I mean, come on, you know, the guy's fucking goes from Chainsaw 3 to, like, Dances with Wolf, yeah. Kevin Costner. I mean, the guy's fucking a great actor. So. Yeah, that's quite the transition. Oh, yeah, most of Well, I don't know which one came first. Maybe Dances with Wolves came first, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, they obviously got him because he was just a great character actor. But, yeah, man, that film is just... I even, like, you know, now that you look at these fucking remakes that came out, and I hate both of them with fucking passion, I think that's... That, that right there really pissed me off when they remade that. I remember uh, reading a review of some guy saying, it's better than the original, and I believed his review. I was like, wow. And then I seen it, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What, were you on crack when you seen this piece of shit? Uh, yeah, I seen some teenagers on like YouTube saying the same thing, like, "Don't get that original. It's crap. It's boring. It's lame, or whatever." It's like, crap, man. I took, dude, my ex when I first started hanging out with her. Like, I was like, "All right, this is my favorite fucking horror movie." And my cousin was there too, and she's like older than me. She's like thirty. I put it on. Nate, neither of them had seen it. Shut the fucking lights off. As soon as Leatherface jumps out and fucking saws Franklin up. They fucking jumped, felt, jumped through the fucking ceiling. This is a movie from 1974, and it made modern-day fucking people just about jump through the ceiling. I had a buddy. His girlfriend was over one time. They're older. They're, like, they're like around your age. You know what I mean? She had never seen it. She about jumped through the fucking ceiling when that's when when Leatherface jumps out and saws Franklin up. I mean, that's it's got the jump scares, dude. Oh, yeah, it's sick, I, I think that was one of the first jump scare horror movies, wasn't it? I mean, probably. There's hardly any blood in it, and then I talked to people, and they filled in the blanks and said there's tons of blood. Well, there's not, but you know, the atmosphere in that movie is just sick. Oh god, yeah, dude. Like at the end with the with the dinner scene and stuff, and actually, it's like because of the music and just like the insanity and like um the screaming non-stop like that's a movie that like really wears you out like i can't watch it all the time i used to watch it like once a week and shit but i was like damn this fucking thing's draining me like with the screaming constantly you know yeah but um yeah i don't know well they got the sequel 
to the original coming out. I thought it was a sequel to those shitty remakes, but apparently it's a sequel to the original film, and it's Chainsaw 3D, correct? You're the one that right. knows the thing about it. I think you thought it was yeah. a sequel to them. Shitty remakes, too, as well, didn't you? Yeah, I wasn't sure. So, yeah, it's come out, and I guess some of the original cast members are going to be in it. I haven't really looked into who or whatever. I'm guessing Gunner is probably going to be in it, hopefully. That'd be great. I'm sure he's not playing Leatherface. Maybe he is. Yeah. I think he's too old. I think I heard something about a cameo or something in there. Yeah, That'd be great. You know, I loved him in Mosquito and stuff. I don't know if we've talked about that or not. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen Mosquito, right? No, I haven't. Oh, God, dude. That was shot in Michigan and stuff. Independent film. I think he's out of print. But I'll throw you a copy, but uh, cool. yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm open-minded to it. If if it's gonna have some of the original cast and they're trying to stay true to the original, I always thought that the first one it needed like a better sequel. That's what I thought Part Three was, as far as I was concerned. Like, I totally, basically, I like Chop Pop and all, and there's some great scenes in Part Two, but yeah. I just never thought. Like, I really love Dennis Hopper. You know, I'm a diehard right. fucking Hopper fan. Any day of the week, I'll watch anything with Hopper, even if it's not any good. You know, there's some great, great elements about Part Two, but overall, it doesn't work for it's, me sometimes. It's too cheesy and slaps. Yeah, you know, and I'll watch it. I mean, I got that special edition and everything. I bought t- I bought two copies. I bought the bare bones and I bought that special edition. You know. I dig it. I really, um, when I was a kid, when I first seen that scene with that guy, the kid's in the car, and he saws that guy's head, top of his head, and it, like, turns, and he's still alive, that fucking made my stomach churn. Yeah. I mean, something about, like, you're t- you still being alive with the wound, I don't know, it's always fucked with my head. Like, I don't know, and, like, you've got, uh, LG all skinned and shit and he's still looking alive yeah that was pretty sick that they you know that's savini for you you know great effects i wish they would have went more serious though with it and had savini there with the effects and not so comedic and everything but you know that was a canon film too so like i think cooper had to do like cheese you know what i mean to be able to get canon to get behind it you know what i mean so yeah it wouldn't surprise me but I'm looking forward to this. I'll probably, I might, well, I don't know for sure if I'll go see it in theaters. I don't know. I'm a, that's the one I'm going to have to see a trailer on to really decide, you know what I mean, if I'm going to put my cash down for that. But I think a trailer just came out for it on YouTube. But oh, did it? Okay. I haven't watched it yet. Well, uh, if you find it, uh, message it to me on Facebook and I'll check it out. I'm, I'm, op- I'm open-minded to this one, so, but... You also saw the trailer to the the Maniac remake too. Yeah, I really honestly when I heard the that Elijah Wood was going to be in it and you know, I just thought it was, I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, what a piece of shit this is going to be. Right. right. But uh, honestly, that trailer kind of got me interested, I got to admit. He looked pretty pretty like depraved and uh there's some scenes where they show him like skinning a chick while she's alive and like talking to her while he's like pulling her scalp off and stuff no joe pretty... spinel of course but no uh, no but elijah wood he's a he's a decent actor i'll give him that uh, and um i can see why they wanted to cast him for this film because of that cannibal character from sin city i thought well he didn't have any lines or anything but the kid's got he's got some evil in him you know what i mean like he he can pull some stuff off you know what i mean so i don't know man like i don't think anybody could ever like fill 
Joe Spinell's shoes. No. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any actors like if they remade Maniac, who would be a good replacement for Joe? You know what yeah. I mean? There's nobody. There's no Italian heavy set guy that I can think of that's like as sleazy as Joe Spinell was. So that's the right word for it. Yeah, exactly. You just really have to go in a different door. I'm sure there's some dude in New York that's like, hey, yo, I'm over here. You know what I mean? I work at this pizza parlor. Fucking, I rape and kill women at night. Yo, come on. But, uh, I'm sure there's some guy out there, but he'd be a no name. You know what I mean? And they yeah. want A-listers nowadays, so. I mean, I, me personally, don't even fuck with it, is my opinion, but yeah, nowadays they can't help themselves, so. I don't think, I personally don't think Maniac is a perfect film. No. I think it's good, but I don't think it's perfect. Um, I think there is some room for improvement. Would I prefer a remake? No, of course Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? There's a lot but of. But I thought it was gonna suck, you know, crap and. I have at least seen have some hope after watching that trailer. That are you going to go to the theater and see it though, or I don't get to the theater too often, but we'll see. How about um, how about Lords of Salem, dude? Are you going to go see that in theater or what? That has me interested, but I haven't seen a whole lot on it. Me neither. It's like really because I hear that like I heard it was supposed to be out in like the fall or November this year, and now that it might get pushed to uh, next year. And, like, I still, I don't know if there's a trailer. I've seen some photos, though, from it, um, or whatnot. But, like, I haven't been able to really, except for this trailer that was shown at, like, a concert that somebody took with a video camera, I haven't been able to find that trailer in better quality. You know what I mean? Like, what i seen, I couldn't even, like, really make out what the fuck. Exactly. It, was like, it was a teaser. Like I said, it was shot like from a distance at like a weird angle, and it was like can't really hear anything. And I'm like, it kind of looks interesting. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it kind of looks kind of cool, but I really can't tell what's going on. Right. I I bet you. You know what? I bet the reason he hasn't released a decent trailer is because he probably threw something together real quick, teaser thing, playing at his concerts. He ain't even got the fucking thing all the way edited. You know, yeah. that's what I think it is, and he ain't trying to release anything yet, though. So. I will say that I dug, you know, I really dug uh, Devil's Rejects. I like House of a Thousand Corpses, although it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But, I mean, when you sit for four years, what, however long, it was four or five years. And I seen that original teaser, and that really got my mouth watering. And then, like, you see it, and you're like, Okay, it's all right. You know what I mean? Like, it's never gonna live up to it. You can't wait that long. But yeah. I, I dug that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about that Halloween sequel. I really like that movie, and I know there's probably gonna be a bunch of fucking listeners that go, "Fuck you, you suck." But you know what? I never really liked Halloween two, the original. Like, I did. Oh, really? I love it. I, it's all right. <laughs> it's grown on me over the years. But I never really, I never really got into it that hardcore. I, I really liked that fucking scene where that girl, uh, she gets fucking cooked to death, the nurse gets cooked to death, topless in the, uh, the jacuzzi thing, and yeah, there were some good scenes. I mean, granted, there was. He had, um, old boy from fucking Last Starfighter in it, you know what I mean? So. I don't know, man. I, I like it, but I don't. You know what I mean? I, I thought yeah. that's, I thought that remake sequel was ten times better. Um, and it had hospital scenes in it, and, uh. I can't get behind it that much, but I didn't, it really didn't piss me off like a lot of people. I don't know. Well, and I'm a huge Halloween fan, so. I didn't really dig the, 
the the first remake. I mean, I can see why a lot of people got pissed. Like the first part, first half was good. I still haven't seen the. World. A lot of people are kind of mad that they went so much into the backstory that they think he shouldn't have a backstory. Well, read the fucking little novel that came. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of back. Like basically, I'm pretty sure Zombie read that original novel. And he he weaved a bunch of shit in there. I mean, like that. Like it, I remember reading that, and there was like he was hearing voices that talked about the animal killings. I mean, so that was in the book. Just so yeah. all y'all know out there, that was definitely in the fucking book. Read the fucking book; it's in there. You know, Zombie read the book obviously, and he wanted to weave it into the story. That wasn't right. the problem I had. It was the problem I had was with old girl there. Her, she was so fucking annoying in the first one, but the sequel, she like, somebody must have told her, like, tone it down, you were too annoying in the first one. Actually, with her hair all, like, messed up and shit, I don't know, she was kind of fucking hot, I wanted to bang her. She's all like, <laughs> I don't know what I, I guess I'm attracted to, like, chicks that are fucked up, you know what I mean? Like, it's got problems, like, yeah. she was too girl next door type in the first one, but, like, as soon as, like, she was all scarred up and, like, cause, like, fucking bent the hell and back. I was like, ooh, damn, you're fucking sexy now. Like, this could be fun now. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you're, like, got a mental illness now. That's sexy. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm attracted to that, like, disheveled kind of look, so. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, yeah, I, like, there's a lot of cool things about that, that sequel, and, like, I don't know, like, I really like the Knights in White Satin music video, whatever, playing on the fucking TV, like, non-stop at the beginning and everything and i don't know and it just had a really good he like it was modern but like he tried to bring like a 70s atmosphere to it which is what he should have done with the second half of the first remake i didn't see i haven't seen the second one to be honest you haven't no oh dude check it out i i think you'd like it it's it's dude he just goes fucking to the max with it like a lot of people shit on it and stuff but like be I keep hearing he didn't want to make it or something that kind of I don't know it or something. that I think he gave 110 percent those fucking assholes yeah. that say oh he just did it and he was he wanted to fuck the studio no he didn't I don't think he gave a fuck he put whatever he wanted on the screen I mean there's a there's a stabbing scene at the beginning where he fucking he's like a machine he fucking stabs the fuck out of this these nurses and shit and uh I don't know, man. Like, I thought it was pretty fucking brutal. Like, I really liked a lot of the shit in it. To be honest with you, I really dug it. So, I, when I, I didn't think I was going to like it. I bought it for $5. Um, it was around Halloween of last year. And I just couldn't stop fucking watching it, dude. Like, I thought I was going to fucking <laughs> really? hate it. I just bought it just to throw with all Because I got my little Rob Zombie collection going, except for El Super Bisto. I didn't really dig that that much. I liked it the first time, but I tried to watch it again. And I was like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw it with the collection, you know what I mean? So I could say, yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? That's the way I am. Some movies I'll hate, you know what I mean? But I'll buy them just so I can complete the collection. I'm just, yeah, I know that. It's a sickness. <laughs> right, it's a sickness and shit. Like, you might not even take it out of the package. But it was only, like, $5 at uh, Family Video that was, like, a nearly new... I was like, eh, what the hell? And then I just kept watching it. And, like, dude, seriously, like, through the October season of last year, I probably watched that fucker, like, 30 times. That's wow. how much I liked it. Yeah. I'll have to give it a chance. I'll, I'll take go into it with an open mind. Give it a whirl. Don't have any expectations. I think you'll like it. And I I know uh, Slogs, he really dug it, too. I think I read on his blog, like, he, he got into that movie, actually. So Yeah, I've seen a review on uh, YouTube 
few months back and they're raving about how good it was. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have went to see it in theaters or anything like that. And I mean, I don't go out there and fucking spend 20 on it. But I don't know. Fucking download it. Fuck it if you need to. I don't know. If you don't want to fucking, if you don't, if you feel bad about throwing money at it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's good, man. I recommend it, though. Cool. Um, to anything else you've been watching lately or? Ah, uh, well, I told you right before we started recording, I just finished watching Coffee. Oh, yeah, that's right. Again. <laughs> well, we hot summer in the city. We'll be dabbling into some black exploitation with this episode, so, yeah. Yeah, we like black exploitation here. So. Oh, most definitely. Oh, I sent you Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, and you really dug. Did you like that? Yeah, that was good. It was like, uh, it had that whole, like, fucking black power thing. It's like, keep the man off your back. And... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I love those running scenes where it's like, it's not even, it's almost, it reminds me of like, um, I think Sin City ripped it off where they got that side view and it's like just a little black, flat character of where he's running and it has like that side view and shit. Did yeah. you pick up on that? Like, that was really cool. I really dug that, uh, style and everything. I love at the end when he's all messed up and he's bleeding and he was drinking mud water and his mud on his mustache and he's still banging a chick in the, like, the bushes. <laughs> that movie's got so much uh, history behind it and shit. Uh, yeah. It's the first black exploitation officially, you know, and it kind of just started that whole revolution. But, you know, as for coffee, that's what we were talking earlier. That's probably my favorite Pam Greer uh, black exploitation film. Like, that and, um, I really dig uh, Black Mama, White Mama, but that's kind of a Chicks and Chains uh, right. film, so it's a Filipino, one of those Filipino ones. But it's got Sid Haig in it, and like, I don't know, there, you get to see a lot of skin in that one. Um, you get to see some nice skin uh, from Pam Greer and Coffee. Oh yeah, dude, those are some of the best tit shots. Her and the, her and the twins are looking mighty fine. Yeah, like, I don't know, man, like, in uh, Black Mama, White Mama, she's in like a hot box. And that yeah, yeah. Comes out. You seen it, or... Yeah, I think she comes I out. Kind of the get them mixed box. up. There's a couple different ones. There's I, a big yeah, bird she's cage. Been in, yeah, big bird cage, and um, I, I think she was in another one. But she, I think it was Black Mama, White Mama. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. One of those ones. She comes out of the hot box, and like one of her titties are kind of like crooked. And I don't know if it was like being <laughs> in the hot box or if she always <laughs> just, like pushes her arms together. I was like, damn, Pam's titties, like, looking at me funny. It's kind of, like, <laughs> awkward looking, you know, so. One smaller than the other. I don't know what it is. That was the first time I noticed that her titties were not perfect. So, <laughs> in coffee, yeah, man, those oh, man. beautiful nice. black breasts. Oh, my God, I just want to motorboat the shit out of those, dude. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm with you. Plus, we start bullshitting, so yeah, <laughs> like that this, kills some of the time. This thing's gonna get this intro is gonna get long, but I don't know if it, before it gets any longer, I guess we'll get to rolling out. But I do want to mention um, Will Wallace's new uh, podcast. It's called um, Last Time I Saw Sam. Do you have the URL? Bring that, bring that up. Let's give that a shout out. I don't have it right. Heat up. Wow, fuck. Let me bring I didn't know you were going to pull that. I on. know, I, but I felt like I needed to give him a promo. He said, he's, yeah, no, they're a great podcast. I've been pimping them out. UK based, uh, so it's some British sleaze. Um, they haven't really gotten that sleaze yet. Like I talked to Will and they said, you guys got to cover some roughies or something. If so many out here, go ahead and 
take in some of them. He's like, yeah, I need to get it. Sam's is, uh, is co-host, right? Right. And, uh, yeah, he said he needed to get Sam on that bandwagon. So, um, I don't know. Let me see if I can bring it up here. Got, um, last, last time I saw sam.tumblr.com. Is that, that one. is that what it is? I thought it was a blog spot, but maybe it's a, maybe it is. Tumblr. It's kind of laid out like a blog. Oh, it is? Does it a little got bit. The logo and like wallpaper in the background and yeah, shit? Yeah, it was like skull oh. wallpaper in the background. Okay, that's the one then. Alright. Yeah. So, Dale's got it brought up here. And, uh, go ahead and shoot him that, uh, shoot your load onto him. <laughs> okay, it's www.lasttimeisawsam.tumblr.com and Tumblr, there's no E. Yeah. For people that know Tumblr. I don't use it, so. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither, but hey, whatever route you want to go. I mean, we went yeah. block spot with this podcast, and oh, you know, yeah. eventually you'll get a URL, but like, I don't know, like, it, that's all I need and everything, so. Really, so. Yeah. You really I don't just, need to do this massive website, like. No. I mean, unless you're trying to sell something, or you've got, like, the whole review thing, but, like, this show, if like if I want to do a review, we'll do it right on the fucking show. You know what I mean? And there is so much I want to review, and eventually I'll get down to it. Um, if it's something that like isn't that great and only deserves like a written review, then like it ain't worth my time. You know what I mean? And I've never been into really re- reading written reviews that much anyway. So yeah, I hear you. But. I guess with that, we'll, uh, I don't know, what are we going to jump into? I think we should jump into Fems first. That would Sounds be a good, good one to, to slime into. So, Dale, roll us out, buddy. All right, man. I got my grease gun loaded, and I'm ready to shoot it all over this episode. This is Dale Roy, Bat32's Huffing Spotter, and you're listening to Exploited Cinema. Symbols. We're all familiar with them. There are shortcuts to vital information. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols, which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. It is designed to inform parents about the suitability of movie content for viewing by their children. G, all ages admitted, general audiences. GP, all ages admitted, parental guidance suggested. R, restricted, under 17 requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. X, 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 X. Enter these woods and enter hell. For this is the wilderness of the maniac rapist. A family of four innocents have come to this cursed place for some recreational fun and bonding. But this psychopath has his own vacation plans. Wet wilderness. Violent demise is simply last on his long list of inhuman torments. His victims are drug across 13 acres of terror as they succumb to every perverted desire of their viciously mad captor, all building up to a climax of bloodshed and death. The ultimate experience in grueling exploitation. Wet Wilderness. Part of the Rapist Rampage Grindhouse Double Feature. Everybody knows when 42nd Street Pete is in the house, anything goes. 
at the Grindhouse. Turn John, doesn't it, you little maggot? Yeah. Every Saturday night. Mm. 9 p.m. Central. Mm. 10 p.m. EST. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. This is my Grindhouse. 42nd Street Pete. Welcome back to Exploited Cinema Grease Fiends. I'm joined by Dale Roy, and we're talking Femmes de Sad from 1976, another roughy gem from the 70s. And this is directed by my favorite porn director, Alex Dorenzi. Uh, some of you sleaze fiends may know him from, uh, he was, a, he starred in Babyface, directed it. That's by far my favorite porno ever made. Um, he also did another, it's, it's Ruffy-esque. I don't know if you've seen it before, Dale. It's called Pretty Peaches. No, I haven't seen that. And it's got Desiree Cousteau in it. Are you familiar with that porn star? The name doesn't especially ring a bell. Okay. Um, that one I, I would love to cover someday. It's Ruffy-esque, but, um, it's got that dude that plays Joe in, uh, Femmes here. Oh, uh, okay. He's in it. I'll just get, I know we're getting off a little off topic, but I gotta throw this one out there. It's great. She like crashes her Jeep and flies out of her Jeep and, uh, these guys, they're like in the woods. I don't know. I can't remember what they're doing hunting or something. And, uh, she's out of it and they're like, uh, oh man, what happened? And they're like, uh, maybe we should loosen her clothes up so she can get like, uh, fresh air or whatever. And his buddy's like, yeah, 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 let's do that. And then they end up taking her clothes off and he's like, uh, maybe I should stick my dick in her. <laughs> it starts fucking her. And, uh, she's into it though, so it's not like really sleazy. It's kind of fun because you can tell she's like, she is awake, but she's not supposed to be because she's like moaning. Right. He's like, go away, go stand over by the tree. I don't want you watching me. <laughs> oh man. That's, I'm going to have to check that one out. It, yeah, if you can find it, man, I should send it to you actually, but, uh, I love that one. It's, uh, I always gets my dick hard, so. <laughs> As does Babyface. Uh, that was the, that was one of the, one of my first porn. Well, one of my first porn, but it was one of the first, so. That's why I think that's why Dorenzi really, um, is up there. Plus, I don't know how you felt about this one, but he really knows how to film a really good fucking sex scene, dude. This is actually an excellent movie. It's an excellent movie? Yeah, I mean, cause he's, I don't, have you seen Babyface? I know that's on uh, X Hamster too as well. I highly recommend. I'll have to check it out. It's not a roughie, but it's 
great. It's probably the greatest porno ever made, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It blows. Debbie does Dallas or Deep Throat or, or any of them Johnny Wad film. It blows them all the fucking water, dude. It's got action, adventure, uh, sex, of course, plenty of it. You know, great, great sex scenes. I don't know any. I don't know, man. It's probably probably most of my sexual fantasies is built on that movie, so it's ingrained into my um, subconscious. So. Nice. I'll have to be checking that out. But this is another great gem, and um, I guess we'll get into the plot. Um, do you want to? Eddie Renzi, he's. I'm just looking, man. He had quite a prolific career. He did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pornos, man. Yeah, really into the '80s shit because, of course, like most porn directors, he he jumped on the whole video bandwagon. And I really loved his films, like his film 35 millimeter films, especially this one. This one's cleaned up. You can tell, like he he knew how to shoot a film. It's he knew how to store footage because, I mean, this lasted the test of time. It looks fucking excellent. Um, I just love the grain and the colors. Um. You know, I wish he would have done it like a horror porno or something, because like it would have, he he really would have been able to do it. Maybe he did. I don't know. So it looks like from about 1990 on, he became obsessed with anal <laughs> videos. It must have it must have been one of his things, or maybe that's just where the genre was going. I don't know, man. Like I said, in Babyface, he stars in it. So and um, he did a great job. So do you want to get into the plot? Do you want to start rolling with the plot? And I'll just okay, let's go for it. You got notes. <laughs> Yeah, I got a few. You wrote some down, didn't you? Sort of shitload down, but I thought maybe I'll let you uh, lead the way this time around because I always do, and uh, I don't know. It's just a relief to have somebody that's actually taking notes finally. <laughs> okay, like what? You want me to start the movie off? Yeah, go ahead, and I'll just pick up wherever it starts to get fuzzy. I guess I I, I love this first this opening, all these opening scenes too. So. Yeah, well, the movie kind of opens with that. Uh, one of our main stars, Joe, getting out of prison, and uh, so, uh, not to break, not to cut it and interrupt you, but he is a regular in just about every Dorenzi film I've seen, except for uh, this one amputee uh, porno thing he did. Uh, I don't think he was in it. Maybe he was. I don't know. I don't remember, but. He's great, Joey Silvera, right? Yeah, he's fucking great, dude. He's in uh, Babyface, Pretty Peaches, and this. You know, he's just. Fucking... I've seen him in a lot of movies over the years. You're telling me so. <clears throat> yeah, and the and the jail that they get out of at the at the the very start of the movie is San Quentin. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, I've had people write me from San Quentin in the past. I felt, it's, I felt... it's actually quite a famous jail. The thing is, if you do a metal zine. Uh huh. You can expect a lot of convicts to write you because they got nothing to do, man. So they're trying to get like copies of the zine off you. Manson was in there for a while. He's not in there anymore. Yep. I think he's in Corcoran, but yeah, and I think the early seventies. That's where he was shipped off to for a while. So I know, and my friend, um, he actually said once in the hallway he passed uh, the Night Stalker. Oh yeah, the Night Stalker was in there too. Yeah. Yep. What was he? Did he comment on what he was like or what? He just said he's just you know his head was down. He looked evil, just like he did in that video. You know, some of those videos when he was going to court. I'm convinced he's fucking possessed. So. Of course, of course, he was in um leg irons and or leg chains and and handcuffed. But go on with the plot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe gets out of out of prison and his his hot smoking uh, girls waiting for him. This young 
God. young girl in the open top car, just waiting for him with her arms open. But they know more. No, they know more and start hugging and kissing. And uh, Rocky, the sod, come gets out of jail at the same time, right behind him, and jumps in the car uninvited. Rocky's also a giant ogre-looking fuck, and he's like he's scary looking. <laughs> yeah, he he is very scary looking. Like you're talking like Manson, but he he must be what six seven at least. Yeah, he's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he sort of forces his way into a ride, even though the girl, the girlfriend, doesn't want anything to do with him. Joe doesn't seem to want him there either, but like it seems like you can tell like he's he's scared of this motherfucker, like from the pen and stuff. So, so they head out because they were gonna go stop at their cabin, but now they got Rocky in tow. Right, right. They're drinking beers too and shit. She's such a fucking awesome girlfriend. She brings a brings her old man beer because she knows when he gets out, he's gonna want to drink and. They ride off, and yeah, he he tells Rocky, yeah, man, you gotta wait in the car. Like we, me and my old lady got some catching up to do, and you know what that is. So, yeah. so they go to the cabin, and uh, it gets pretty hot. Actually, this fucking scene is really hot. Ah, um, it is. He's got me hard. So, um, uh, yeah. And Rocky stays in the car, like drinking the rest of their beer, right? Yeah, basically, the, basically the fucking commences, and this bitch is fucking smoking hot, dude. I don't know. I mean, I want to fucking climb into the screen and bang the shit out of her and fucking nice ass. I mean, I like we both talked about we like larger women, but damn, if if I was gonna pick a a, a skinny fit girl, this oh fuck, dude, I'd be all over this. Her pussy. Yeah. <laughs> she has a nice body, man. Nice tits. Perfect. It's a little bit bigger, but you know what? I'm yeah. not. Picky, so nice hairy pussy. Oh god, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know I like him hairy. Do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I preferably like him shaved, but uh, to be honest with you, you know when you're uh, when you're going downtown, you know it kind of helps. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they get down to fucking and everything, and it's real hot. I don't know. I didn't really take any notes on what the positions were, but he's. She's like, oh, God, go down on me. It's been so long. And, uh, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, man. She rides him for a little bit. Then uh, Rocky jumps out of the car, and we get a – this is fucking oddball, dude. This is why I love Dorenzi. He's so fucking oddball. He <laughs> films a scene where Rocky takes a piss. Yeah, he's taking a big piss. He just films the scene, and then he comes in there, and he's like, it's my turn, motherfucker. I'm going to rape your old lady. <laughs> and he goes – you're gonna get yours, bitch. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck your cunt and fuck your ass. I'm gonna blow you out. <laughs> Let go! All I want is a little pussy. Ah. Same as your boy. Ah. Ah. Let go! Ah, I, I am you. crazy. You're crazy. Uh. Joe, Joe, please help me. Shut up, you ah. slut. That punk can't help ah. you. No, it's my ah. Oh, 
Look, please, don't, you don't have to hurt anybody. Just fuck me, okay? Fuck me now. Go ahead, fuck me. Shut up. Please. Do what I want when I'm ready. Do it now. Please. Hurry. Oh, easy. Please. Put it in. Spread your cheeks, lady. Let me bust your ass. Don't tighten up. Please. I'm going to get it cut up there. I'm going to get it in. That's awesome. I love all the stuff Rocky says in this movie. Before we, uh, he actually, uh, before, before he, he rapes her or whatever, he, um, he kicks shit. Yeah, he kicks the shit out of Joe. He kicks him down a fucking hill. Joe comes back up. He fucking kicks him back down, fucks Joe up, and then goes in there and just starts back. She's like, she's not interested, but then she realizes, ah, if I just fuck him, I'll get rid of him. So he fucking rams it right up her fucking ass and fucks her and, she just plays along, and she's like, oh, oh, fuck my ass. Like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> he kind of hurts her, though. He's like, okay, and then because he starts, like, ramming his finger right in her asshole. She's like, ow, ow. <laughs> he, he, uh, yeah, he bangs the shit out of her. Joe climbs up the fucking hill, and uh, but he's got, like, no life left in him to really even fight. So basically, he just lays on the floor all fucked up while this dude f- rapes his wife up the ass or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, yeah right in mid-screw, he's like, Rocky like kicks him in the head one last time and then just keeps going on his woman. And uh yeah, he fucking blows it all over her back, fucking rubs it in like all sleazy. It's so fucking slimy and sleazy, dude. I mean you <laughs> you really gotta be into the roughies to dig this shit, so I loved it. But uh, then he goes, uh uh, she's a bum fuck. <laughs> 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 so it's all you could tell it's like it wasn't um uh spontaneous dialogue it was all post like they were like just sitting probably writing down like sleazy shit that he's gonna say and then just rolled it in there post-production and uh it might have made it even better though that's it's awesome it did, dude it, it made the scene fucking stellar and uh it's this is probably i don't know man there's some great scenes in this movie but this is probably the greatest scene in the entire movie and like i didn't even know what i was getting into when i first seen this and when i saw this scene i was like holy fuck dude this movie is awesome absolutely but um yeah uh then next we we get some really cool shots of the san fran uh porn district yeah it's basically the west coast uh version of 42nd street i've heard that um it wasn't as hardcore as 42nd street though but but it is pretty uh pretty sleazy yeah it it looked pretty cool I, i love those shots I think, um, I've heard Tarantino talking. I don't know if it's that same strip, but I'm guessing because they had a lot of theaters. I think that's the, the, the strip that, uh, Tarantino, uh, frequented when he was a young, young lad and, uh, took in a lot of black exploitation and shit. I'm just guessing, but they, have- they show, they show quite a bit of it in this movie. Yeah. And it, it looks like Vegas meets 42nd Street. It's yeah. Really- it really does. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. 
So yeah, we get we we're introduced to this Italian cat. What was his name? Do you remember? The guy that owns the porn shop. Oh, he runs it. I don't know if he owns or runs it. Yeah, I think he like co-owns it or something. Something like his that. name's Johnny. Johnny, yeah, this Italian. And he has intense erotic uh, daydreams. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we get we're introduced to the first one. It's like um, the fantasy scene of him and a being a doctor, and I don't know if it's like uh, a gyno. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, a gyno doctor. During the scene, we get some pure roughy action where he uh, cuts old girl's panties off with a fucking fold-out knife. Like, it doesn't even belong in a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> he has all these, like, this big table of medical instruments, and he pulls out, like, a jackknife and cuts off her pantyhose. This this is completely a true earmark of, of a roughy, you know, in, in every sense. When you see panties get cut off a woman yeah we're we're in roughy territory because this is what happens in a roughy like me and j-dog had talked about earmarks of a roughy and it's got to be for sex weird shit um violence violence but mainly panties being cut off with uh with like a hunting knife or something like that something something brutal sex and violence has to be mixed in um for some reason and I don't know what that says about us, Dale. I mean, psychologically. <laughs> um, I'm not, personally, I'm not into this. Like, personally, in my own sex life, I'll be honest. Like, right. I don't think that I would ever want to dabble in anything. But I think we talked about in the intro about um, just being a voyeur and uh, being entry. Exactly. I mean, I, that's where it comes from with me. Like, I, I would like to peep in through a peephole and watch this and maybe get my dick sucked. But, um... Yeah, but I want to take part in it. No, uh, no, it'd probably make me sick to my stomach to actually be in a roughy film. But I would watch. So <laughs> I would too. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, he gets into this fantasy or whatever. Um, what? There's one point where Rocky comes into the shop and steals like a ticket to this yeah. uh, underground sex orgy that's going to go on with the costume party. Yeah, like his friend brings in, um, like sort of a billboard, little sandwich board thing. Johnny's friend. For, for the, yeah, Johnny's friend. It's, and, uh, what it says on it, it says, blood and mother's milk, first annual leather ball for whores, pimps, queers, and queens and queers, for sadists, masochists, slaves, and masters. Costumes a must. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, Rocky's like standing around when he hears about this and I guess he gets his dick card and he's like, I gotta steal one of these tickets and, he does. He just walks up and grabs one and just walks off. Like, fuck you. And they they try to stop him, but not very. <laughs> yeah, well, they say that is like a fucking scary looking dude. Like, they didn't want yeah. anything to do with it. Rocky him. goes, don't worry, I like freaky shit and we'll wear a costume. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we're treated to another uh, Johnny fantasy, and um, J-Dog would have really loved this because it embodied... Uh, exploited cinema and his term grease because this is literally it literally <laughs> literally we're uh we're treated to a greasy gangbang and some what is it what are they what is it anyway it's like i believe it's in like a the engine room of a, a like a naval ship or something that's okay. docked that's thought, docked at the house or something like that at the harbor it. yeah and uh and yeah. they literally cover from head to toe in grease Grease, yeah, like engine like grease. three guys or so. Yeah, it's a total gangbang, and um, I don't know, this this scene's pretty hot, too. Yeah. 
not as hot as the earlier scene, just because that was more innocent until Rocky showed up. But and the way he came up with this this particular daydream <clears throat> is his wife is a hooker, mm-hmm. and she comes in with all of her hooker friends, and they have pizza with Johnny, and they start telling stories about their tricks. Right, right. And, and that's how he gets off on this daydream. Well, yeah. He is. He has another third daydream. I guess we could throw that in there. It's like an Oriental one where he's like dressed right. as like an Asian dude or whatever. And they have like flesh-colored like tape across his eyes, so his eyes are like all slanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of all right too. I'm not really into the book. Yeah. Big into the whole Asian scene. I don't know. Yeah, they give him a bath and then bring him out and dry him off and then give him head. Yeah, that's basically it. Not to say I wouldn't bang an Asian chick. I'd be all about. Yeah. I hear they're tight as fuck, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> and their pussies slant this way just a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you watch all those old war movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They say stuff like that all the time in them. So at some point we we jump back to Rocky and he's uh, rented a room and, with a hooker and uh she's she's giving him a blowjob, but he's like. He doesn't like how she's doing it, so uh he he shows her how to suck his own dick by sucking his own dick. Exactly. Auto fellatio. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. <laughs> Auto fellatio. Oh god. <laughs> I heard that years ago when Ron Jeremy was getting interviewed and he, he admitted that he was a capable of autofellatio. That uh porn star documentary you're talking about, right? It's called Porn Star or something like that, right? This one was actually in a metal zine. The guy actually got in contact with Ron Jeremy years ago in the early nineties and interviewed him for the zine in like a cafe. I think Ron learned from this dude because this is prior to I think he did that yeah. in um the eighties. Like I've seen clips from the movie, but I never saw the porno or whatever. I'm sure I could track it down, but yeah, honestly, do I want to see Ron Jeremy suck his own? Dick? No, not really. <laughs> I didn't really want to see this dude, but it just brought this fucking movie to a whole another freaky level, and uh, that's why I love it. Though, but yeah, yeah, we're both jealous. Come on. Um. Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I thought about it, and this has told you how much of a thinker I am. But I thought. Gee, this guy was really kept himself fucking all right in prison. Like he didn't have to do any dudes. He just sucked his own dick. Like it's perfect. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, pleasure right there. I don't know. Interesting, but I don't know if I'd ever want to do that, even if I could. (laughs) Oh come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why everybody sees a dog, right? And they're like, "I wish I was a dog." (laughs) Like throwing balls. Eh, I prefer a lady doing it, but uh, well, who would? But, yeah, you know, sure. Nobody wants to get a load in their own mouth. So <laughs> Rocky does. He actually does. He does in the scene. He blows it partially in her mouth and partially in his mouth. Get out of the way! I want to suck my own dick. <laughs> He's like, bitch, just do it. I ain't trying. Joker's to like, wow, I just this is awesome, wild. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> and it's totally innocent too on her part, like yeah. her reactions, which makes it even hotter. I don't know what it is with Dorenzi being able to capture this, like, innocence with even in a hooker, but, like, it just fucking turns me on so much. It's like, girl next door is, like... She really was. Yeah, dude. It. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's fucking hot. But anyway, she's so intrigued, and he's like, oh, you can do it to yourself, and he practically fucking... Eat your own pussy. Eat your own pussy, yeah, and he basically practically folds her in half almost and breaks her back fucking... Damn, did he ever... <laughs> Nah, yeah, he, she starts to, she gets hurt or whatever, a little bit, her back's hurt, and then she, she says, fuck it. Goes over and smokes a cigarette, and she starts crying, and he just laughs at her. 
<laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's so fucking sadistic and shit that uh uh where we jump to here now. Um I think right after this is when the um the actual the oriental scene was. Oh, okay. So we already jumped to that. Well, he picks up yeah. another hooker and this is Yep, and this is Johnny's wife this time. And uh he wants to put like a collar on her and whatever. Well, he tells her 200 bucks and she goes, "Okay, let's get juicy." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He tells him like no rough stuff, so or no hurting or something. I think that's on the poster too. Like it's a hurting thing or something like that. So I love the stuff he says to her though during the scene. I didn't take it, on it, so you can roll it all out. Or yeah, he he says stuff like, "You're gonna be my dog, gonna be my little bitch." <laughs> this is why he's got the like the dog collar on her, and then he starts fucking her, and he says, "How does that feel, Poochie? <laughs> do you like?" <laughs> Do you do doggy style, you tailless dog? Ride him, cowboy. <laughs> these oh, fucking hurt. Great, Rocky. What comes out of his mouth during all these scenes? So. <laughs> then he did. Then he goes fucking sadistic and just starts punching the shit out of her. Oh man, it's brutal scene too. The fuck out of her, dude. While he's fucking her, he's he's one sadistic fuck. He likes to mix. And of course, another earmark, Ruffy. And he's punching her in the face hard, like uh, hard, hard. We get we get that mix of sex and violence all rolled into one. So, um, yeah, his he, fists are the size of like you know <laughs> most people's heads. Right. Yeah. He he beats her pretty good, and then um at the end he uh fucks her with a bottle. So. Yeah. And uh, then he what she goes back to Johnny and tells him, and then well before that I just wanted to say one little thing after he fucks her with the bottle he gets up, walks over to the sink and starts washing his dick off in the sink. Yeah. And then he's as he's drying it with a towel, he goes, "She probably gave me the clap." Another bum fuck too. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the scene. Yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's quite all right. Um, so yeah, she goes back to Johnny and uh, tells him what happened and everything. And um, he's friends with Joe and seems to be friends with everybody that's um like ravaged by uh uh rocky so they all decide to um and they know he's coming to the uh the costume orgy ball and so they all decide that they're going to uh i guess set up this fucking i don't know fuck him but he says he will be at the ball we'll get we'll get the prick we'll get the prick yeah and um then we jump into the whole orgy this last good 20, 30 minutes, doesn't it? It's great. And it's crazy stuff. Like, the camera's just moving constantly because there's, there's so much sex and, like, weird stuff going on. There's, you know, there's, like, queens. Or, like like the poster said, there's queens. There's sadists. There's, you know, people dressed up in S&M gear. People dressed up like like they came off, like, a Las Vegas stage or something, like top hats and stuff. And they're all going at it. This is probably one of the better. I've seen a lot of orgies. Um, Dorenzi in Babyface has a great orgy at the end of that, but uh, it's like only one chick. This has plenty of chicks and everything. So Dorenzi, I don't know if he's big. I'm guessing he's big on the. Uh, I haven't seen his whole catalog, but I'm guessing he's big on the group orgy scenes. And uh, <laughs> this one has plenty of that. So yeah, it rolls out. We get plenty of different scenes. I don't know did anything in particular perk your interest or. Um, not really, because just the camera was moving around so much. I mean, you get to see some good stuff, you know, just like fucking. Like, they have the, they have, um, 
What do you call that old torture device where they put their head and their arms in it? The, the thing with the arm clamps and shit? Yeah. Yeah, they've got that set up. There's a girl in there, and them guys are just, like, walking by and, like, giving it to her for a while and taking turns. Lots of She's all locked in there. I recall there was a bunch of whipping going on, too. Yeah, whipping and chains and everything you can think of, like, that's involved with S&M that's mm-hmm. going on in the scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Rocky shows up. He's dressed like Zorro, isn't he, or something like that? I thought it was like an executioner's type outfit. Something like that. He's got a weird mask. I thought he was Zorro yeah. mixed with the yeah, ass. <laughs> some other bullshit that uh, he shows up and they let they know he's there, but they let him get his kicks for a while, huh? Yeah, he walks around like feeling chicks up and kind of getting into it a little bit. Yeah, gets him comfortable and shit. Then they. Uh, they throw a collar on him, or did he already have the collar? I can't remember. I think they no. They they threw it on him. And they just sort of slowly surrounded him, and all the women were like feeling him up and stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah." Then they throw the collar on him. It's got like multiple uh, loops on it, and they throw a bunch of different chains on there. So yeah, they hook chains and they tie him down. And uh, go ahead and roll out what they do to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they start once they get him tied down and laying on the ground. They pull out a dildo and start forceful he's going no no what are you doing with that no 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 and uh they start fucking him up the ass with a dildo and then after that three chicks line up on top of him and all three of them take a piss on him at the same time for all you water sports fans (laughs) out there here it is and if you like door number two (laughs) and then as soon as they finish a fourth chick is waiting and she moves in onto like his stomach and his crotch area and takes a big shit on him What's that, a Stanley Steamer? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then somebody comes up and smears it all over him, too. Like, smears the shit on him. This has got every fucking freak shit in it. It really than, does. Other than bestiality, but they, we're, they, that'd have been illegal. They wouldn't be able to get away with it. Or, they, or he would have fucking thrown it in this, too. So It's probably in the deleted scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the dog came in and fucked him up the ass. <laughs> uh, so they they, to, they totally mess him up like he's almost to the point where he's like just about passed out almost, mm-hmm. right? And then they start like a big conga line around him and start singing. That's where it got like really whack for me. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Was They're like, going bye bye Rocky, you're full of shit. Bye bye Rocky, that's what you get. <laughs> they just keep singing that. It didn't last for fucking ever, dude. Yeah. yeah. So if you had a heart on at that point, it pretty much it's gone. yeah. <laughs> That's the only it's like it's like somebody threw some snow on you and you're taking a piss or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shrivel. Total blue balls right there. So, but I must say this is a really well made film, like the whole way through, and there's a great atmosphere. Yeah, the great. I love, really love the grade of the 35 bill and uh, this uh, Alpha Blueprint. I mean, they did fucking excellent uh, job. I know they did the they remastered Water Power. I don't know what else they remastered, but they do really good work and um, it's like fantastic. Yeah, my hat's off to them, the work that they did restoring this. Um, and my hat's off to uh, Alex Dorenzi, rest in peace, man, because he was just a great porn filmmaker. And he, you can tell Dorenzi was one of those filmmakers that wanted to do legitimate films but couldn't get into the business. And so he found this porn avenue and was able to roll a narrative into it because he did it with Babyface and Pretty Peaches. And um this he was is, able to flex his artistic muscle through yeah, porn. Yeah, exactly. And give us some really great uh erotic scenes that aren't I mean, they're great. Like I said, the first scene 
with old boy and his girlfriend at the cabin, dude. It's total, it's the ultimate, you know, laid back fucking fuck scene, man. Like, yeah. whip it out, bust a nut, you'll love it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you'll be able to continue to watch the movie. You don't have to just shut it off or fast forward to the Yeah, exactly. And you'll be like, man, I'm totally entertained. And it'll keep you. That's exactly what I did. Like, you know, just blow a load in the, but then you just keep watching, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean, it helps you build for the for for another scene too. Like, yeah, I feel like I like, got to run. Yeah, <laughs> the other film we're doing, Hot Summer in the City, is a good film too. But the sex scenes aren't up to the par with this one. They're okay. I mean, they're, they're okay. But they're definitely... short. And they're really short. Yeah, that was the downside. It's like you get halfway into it and you're like, oh fuck, it's over already. And you got to fat. You got to like rewind it back or whatever. Yeah. To this part. Got to do the like the A B repeat scene thing on your remote. <laughs> But so you really you really dug this, huh? You, you, oh yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, this is uh this is great. I mean, this I've, I'm trying I'm really trying to get Dorenzi out there because it's not he's not talked about enough, and I just don't think anybody knows about these gems. And maybe down the road we'll uh we'll do a Dorenzi film with like um that amputee porno thrown in there or something. I gotta see that. <laughs> oh dude, that's a greasy I don't think that's ever been released on D V D. I don't I can see why. I mean when you see this movie you're gonna be like, What the fuck did you send me, dude? Hey, you never know, I might like it. You I, you're a freak. You're a freak. No offense, but you're a freak. You may very well dig it. Uh, I, there's one scene. I think I told you about it, but I'm not gonna ruin it. We'll, we'll review it. But there's this one scene where I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this. Um, but and uh, Dorenzi was a former U.S. Air Force pilot. Wow. That. Interesting. <laughs> Bring something else. That, I didn't know that. No. And then the guy who plays Rocky Desaad, Ken Turner, mm-hmm. I'm sort of surprised he wasn't in more movies. Like it looks like he was only in two or three. There were other pornos. Were they Dorenzi ones or? Um, I think one was a uh, a regular movie where he was just like a bodyguard or something, that like a not, not speaking role. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I mean, he's not really the greatest photogenic, but I don't know. He's good decent sized cock i guess he could suck his own dick so i would have thought that he'd been in um other films but i think he did you know he did a competent job in the sex scenes yeah oh yeah definitely he wasn't there just because he's a big tall guy (laughs) that's creepy looking yeah creepy looking yeah i can see that he's a preferred taste for the porno it would have to be a roughie really to throw him in though i wonder if that guy's still alive i'd be interesting to track him would be interesting get an interview with him, see what it was like working with Dorenzi and uh, what it's like to suck your own dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be hard to find, this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably his stage name or something he's going on. He's like, he's probably like a fucking grandfather, like 80 now or something. He's like, I don't want anybody to know about that movie. So, Apparently his name's Ken Turner. but uh, That's his real name, though? I'm not sure. It doesn't really sound like a made-up porno name, though, does it? I, I don't know. I didn't really look into him. I should have. I know I should have done my homework. I uh, did. I did try, but I couldn't really find much of any. There's there's an IMDP page on there, but there's like no info on it. Yeah, yeah. No personal info anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably not interested in in uh, the glory of uh, being uh, infamous Lee's fiend and everything in the underground. So, like I said, he's probably got grandkids or whatever now, and he's like fucking. He's not telling them about it, though. Maybe they'll... This, go ahead. This 
movie in 1988, just for the useless, useless factoid information, was inducted to the Zerko Hall of Fame in 1988. What is that? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I just read that. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll have to look that up or something. Maybe we can talk about it on the outro or something. So. And we should probably dedicate this review to Le- the exploited cinema listener Lisa. Uh, you mean Lori? Or Lori, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me start over edit that out. <laughs> we should probably dedicate this this episode to exploited cinema listener Lori. Yeah, she's a real big fan of these uh roughies, which I, I didn't know that. And uh she did some YouTube videos. Um She's a big Sharon Mitchell fan. She loves uh taming her Rebecca and well, she would have loved the, uh, what's the one me and J-Dog covered, um, that had her in it on our one porno episode. I'm f- fucking so late here. I'm drawing a blank. But, uh, yeah, she was- I remember seeing her in Gym Busters when I was a kid. Like, my friend's dad was like one of our school teachers. And, uh, my friend, he like dipped into his dad's like porno collection and snuck them out and we made copies of them all. And, uh, <laughs> Gym Busters was one of them. She's, um, she's really skinny, but I don't yeah. know, man. She's, I mean, yeah, like, I like a little bit more meat on, on. I usually do, too. There's something about her, though. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's about how enthusiastic and how, how well-rounded she is in the pornos and stuff. Now she's, like, fucking feminist and is all about, like, I think she's about getting the porn stars out of the business, I think, so. Well, I think she's, like, she's, like, an AIDS sort of activist. Yeah, yeah, but she's. Um, activist or whatever you want to call it but um i seen a recent interview with her she said she was she had fun doing it and she wasn't like really was that the one on youtube where she's like just yeah i think it was on youtube yeah yeah i i've seen that and um yeah i mean she did but she's i think she kind of her whole opinion on it was like i should have fucking wisened up and got got into making more money off of it and let instead of letting other people use me and stuff for their home so but I mean, come on, like, would you have come up with all this stuff that some of these great filmmakers did? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, but, yeah, Lori, uh, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Uh, I hope you She'll, she'll correct us if we got any of that wrong. I'm sure we did. <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're into it, but we're not, like, super diehard. We're just well-rounded movie fans, but we do enjoy the roughies. And I'm sure she's, uh, I'm sure she knows about the other Dorenzi films, so... I hope she does. If she doesn't, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. And, uh, we'll, we'll, on another show, we'll, uh, we'll rock some more out and, uh, edumacate you. So. Absolutely. Or you could just, I'm sure she's into big box shit. So I'm sure she'll probably track shit down before we do. I don't know. But, uh, any other comments or anything else to add? Um, not really. I think I said pretty much everything. Like this is, this is a well-made film, I believe. Yeah, track it down if you can. It's on um, X Hamster. The uh, the alpha print is actually on there. I was gonna. I, ha- I had a VHS print a long time ago, but it was crappy. Right, right. Yeah, I was gonna send you this, but it already had the print on there, and it was just easier and more convenient for you. So it was, it was good quality, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would have. They don't make them like this anymore. I'll tell, tell you that much. No, <laughs> that's that's the problem, and um. I don't know, man. I, this is, these are the kind of movies I'd like to make. So, uh, this is my dream right here is to make this kind of shit. Not roughies, but movies with porn, like plots with porn. So, it's, that's the ultimate film to me as far as I'm concerned. So, how about you? What do you think? I love the roughies, man. You I love, love 
all porn, you know what I mean? Especially, I'm a big, like, 70s, 80s porn fan. Yeah. You want to see Hollywood do something like this, though, don't you? That would be awesome. <laughs> I want to see Hollywood try to remake a Ruffy. I, I want to see him try. Go ahead. Yeah. Try. I want to see it. So, there's there's enough people out there that will be intrigued, So I think. Definitely. Dale, roll us into a break. You're listening to Exploited Cinema. London, 679 rapes. Paris, 809 rapes. Oh, baby, that's me. Rome, 956 rapes. New York today. Out of today's headlines comes one of the most shocking stories ever documented on film. Adventure of the Year. C.J. Lang. 
Nancy Dale. Gale. The exotic Deanna. Luscious Candy Love. Zebedee Colt as a sexual psychopath in the most astonishing performance of the year. Acclaimed as the most erotic, gripping film you are ever likely to see. Cinematic Milestones. Last Tango in Paris. Emmanuel, Behind the Green Door, The Story of Joanna, and now, finally, the film sensation not to be missed, Sex Wish, the best erotic film ever to be made. Do you still believe in horror, exploitation, sleaze and cheese, and all that goes with it? If so, come check out Behind the Mask Podcast. And if you don't believe, we'll make you believe. Check out your ultimate guide to movies, music, and nostalgia at BehindTheMaskPresents.com. Welcome back to Exploited Cinema. This, we're about to review Hot Summer in the City from 1976, directed by Gail Palmer. And uh, Gail uh, comes from your old stomping grounds, doesn't she, Bet? Is she from Michigan, too? Yeah. yeah. I think I remember that, because I had her on Facebook added, but I think she deleted her Facebook page. I think I remember seeing that, that she was from Michigan, yeah. In fact, I believe she wrote... She wrote this movie while she was still in the University of Michigan. Oh, no, it was Michigan State University. Excuse Michigan me. State? Yeah, it's something like, I think Sam and Bruce went to. But this was, school this was a school point. paper she wrote. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder how she got, like, all in the porn industry. I know she was a Playboy. I think she read she was a Playboy playmate and stuff. Her history is kind of interesting. She, um,. She filed like a rape charge on the fucking the god of LSD and uh, Gonzo journalism Hunter S. Thompson, but like dropped it. And I don't know what happened with all that. So, uh, I'm glad she did because fuck you, Gail Palmer. Fucking <laughs> Hunter was fucking awesome. So, and I'm sure like I'm sure you let him on and like he thought he was gonna get a piece of ass and then like you gave him blue balls and he was like fuck that bitch. I'm getting something. So. Right. I think that's what the deal was, though. But, um, yeah, this is filmed in Detroit, which you brought that to my attention, which is interesting. Actually, this last time around, they're talking about Woodward and shit like that, and I've been down to them grimy areas before. Not that I've lived in those areas, but I've traveled to Detroit a few times on some uh, less savory trips. And, uh, yeah, I've been to some of those rough areas, and they are pretty grimy. Like, that's where you get murked. 
uh, straight up. You, you you will get your head blown off down there or robbed. So, but the uh, the film opens with a couple making out in a car. Uh, the girl she ends up going home and um, I, am am I reading this scene right? She finds her mom like getting railed by two dudes. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, back in the car, the boyfriend tries to cop a feel, right? Yeah, but says, no, we have to save it for marriage. And he goes. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll pick you up for church tomorrow. Right, right. It was pretty <laughs> innocent. Did you hear, uh, fucking the doors, uh, like my fire's playing? Yep, yep. There's a uh, whole bunch of classic songs throughout this movie. Yeah, there's some Just playing on the radio. There's all kinds of shit playing in the background that clearly they didn't get the rights to. And yeah, there's like uh, Love and Spoonful and the Beach Boys. Well, that was the main theme song, Summer in the City theme song. So, yeah, there's some Beach Boys in there, yeah. Bunch of shit that, uh, yeah, they didn't. Dreams. <laughs> they, di- they didn't get the rights to. Like, it, it made it even better, so it had a realistic feel to it, so... But yeah, old girl, she sees her mom getting railed by two dudes. Kind of hot scene, actually. Like, she's sucking one off and getting fucked by the other. Um, she runs out of the house. Uh, four brothers ride up in a car. They think, like, she's a hooker. And and then they end up just grabbing her up. Well, Yeah, they, they offer actually, a dollar per fuck. Yeah, a dollar per fuck. They end up chasing her to, like, this old uh, white dude's lawn and, like, they're grabbing her on the lawn, trying to grab her up, and he comes out, and he like, just turns on his heel and walks back in, you know? Like, Shuts off his, his light. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to have anything to do with that fucking scene. Go ahead and take her off the lawn, boys. I'm, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's real <laughs> sleazy. Um, so, yeah, they get her in, like, the back of the car, and uh, they just, like, start raping her. And uh, was it... Uh, who was it, Shorty, or was it Shorty. Duke's like, I gotta fuck her now. Yeah, it was Shorty, I think. <laughs> I gotta and, uh, fuck her now, I can't wait. They're like passing liquor along, around, um... I gotta fuck her now. Not now, wait till we get to the cabin. Fuck that, hey, wait. I gotta fuck her now, my little ball's gonna slow. Hold it, Shorty. Hold it, yes, sir. They got, what's his name, Stitch? He's kind of like, um, I think he's like, he's not retarded. Or like, he's got some kind of like, I don't know if he's... I read one review that described him as uh, Gary Coleman with Down Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I think he had like Down Syndrome or something was going on. I don't know, like... He was a decent actor and stuff. I don't think he was really like that. He was actually pretty funny in this movie. Oh, yeah, dude. He's definitely the comedy relief, so. But, yeah, they, like, rape her in the back and stuff, and then. I love when he's raping her. He's raping her to the song Leader of the Pack. (laughs) The music is just great. And and while he's raping her, the other guy tries to feel out her tits, and he Mm -hmm. goes, don't feel her up while I fuck her. (laughs) And and then then he sticks his fingers in her and goes to Stitch. He goes. Oh, oh yeah. my fingers, oh, white feet. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and, and Stitch is like, mm, he likes it. Uh, <laughs> real sleazy. So, um, yeah, they take her back to this cabin. I don't know where the cabin, I don't know if that was down in Detroit, like where we're at. It was off in the, definitely off in the countryside somewhere. But you can tell this is in the fall borderline, probably November, because it leaves have fallen off the trees. And, yeah, it looks kind of chilly and stuff in Michigan, so... Yeah, their headquarters um, looks like they just threw it together like a big shed or something for the it's movie. A, it's a cab, and it's a it's a yeah. it's a decent location. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. at all. it was pretty good. Um, but I don't know if the interiors were 
It's filmed Finished. elsewhere yeah. or whatnot. But, yeah, so they take her back to the cabin, and uh, we find out through some of the dialogue that these guys are basically, like, civil rights militants, and, like, they're planning on um, starting a race war and stuff, which is yeah. an awesome twist. Like, for this movie only being 58 minutes long, like, it would have been great if they had a bigger budget and all that stuff they were planning out for, like, the race war and stuff could have been weaved into it. You know, That I mean? would have been awesome. This probably would have made the greatest black exploitation film crossover ever. You know what I mean? If they had, all I love it how they're planning to kill all the white white men, and then they're gonna like fuck all the white women. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're basically trying they're to take kidnap over the all of them. And shit. Like, there's yeah. a, it's like a massive plan of like starting Detroit and work their way around the country. So, but they're starting one one white woman at a time, and they got old girl like uh, basically turned her into a slave and got her like cooking them dinner. Yeah, and, uh, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, Debbie. Yeah. Um, make us supper. Wait on us. And, and then uh, he tells her you're gonna make a supper, right? And she doesn't snap to it right away. And man, did he slap her hard, man. There was a lot of that going on in this movie, and it was all pretty real. I think though know? that first one to to Debbie, man, he laid into her. He beat that was a that white slap. bitch. He, white, he beat that white bitch good, didn't he? What's that was tag- a real slap. Man. Hey, while we're at it, what's the tagline um, on the cover? Do you remember the tagline? Uh, the tagline is, honky bitch, you won't know what real integration is until you've had some nigger cock. description. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. And, uh, and then they show like a race riot and then the poster in the background. Yeah, and then he's like strangling the the white you know, girl, the, yeah. the white girl, and then that saying's right above him. <laughs> and the white girl, and this is played by uh, Lisa Baker, who was uh, Playmate of the Year in 1967, actually. So nice little factoid there for everyone. But uh, the movie goes on, and um, the leader Duke he he says the old girl that. Uh, that are to all his friends that like this is his chick and that like no one can fuck her without his permission and stuff and uh I thought that was great like everybody's yeah. like, what we got her together what the fuck we can't we all want to turn <laughs> so he says all right you guys want to fuck her well, let's play cards and she basically uses her as like fucking she's basically property like jailhouse style so they play cards for like fifty dollars and like old girl is like. The uh, grand prize and um, Shorty, he's really sleazy Shorty. too. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Shorty wins, and but but uh, Duke tells him, uh, "Don't put any marks on her or whatever." And Duke ends up like going to bed, and uh, he says, "Fuck that," you know. And uh, he puts her down, and uh, he has and Debbie uh, tries to resist, so he's like, he he, he has. Um, I love this other guy's name, Coke. It, it, actually, yeah. the guy, the actor's name is Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? yeah, I did. <laughs> um, Coke and Stitch hold her down and uh, have, I think he has Stitch put like a They wrap blanket. her in a blanket, yeah. Yeah, so they don't leave any marks. And uh, holy fuck does Shorty fucking, I think he's really beating her with that belt, dude. He fucking just starts wailing on her with that belt, dude. Like, non- It's an extended stuff. scene, man. <laughs> yeah, like you can see, like there's a couple cuts, but like there's some extended like shots where like the camera doesn't move and you can tell she's just getting the shit whipped out of her, so. The, she must have liked that shit or I don't know how you, maybe she's fucking high or something. I don't know how you get somebody to like do that, but. Just well, for- earlier in the scene too, they were like holding her down and like Making her chug like alcohol straight from the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. might have been half. She might have been half cocked when she was doing this stuff. 
Yeah, and that was real liquor. I could tell that was like real liquor. They weren't just pouring fucking pop in there and diluting it with yeah. water or something, though. But yeah, Shorty beats the shit out of her, and then uh, till she till she begs Shorty to fuck her, basically, like please, Shorty, fuck me, just to get him to stop. So uh, Shorty says he's gonna fill her belly with some black power. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> oh man, I laughed so hard. And uh. This is great. Like they, and then that nerdy Stitch sits in the corner and watches while he jacks well, off. Yeah, he right? jacks off, but like before he jacks off, Stitch like uh, shoves his finger up her up her ass and shit. And um, basically, Shorty's like fucking her, and then Coke's like, "Damn, I need to get me some of that." So like he gets her head, and they're they're both like, it's like a fucking uh, I don't know, like they're just like back and forth shoving her back and forth on each other. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be into that, but. Uh, and basically yeah. for the for the listeners, this is hardcore sex. It's not like oh stipulated. Yeah. It's like loads busting everywhere. Like even Stitch's little load over there in the corners busting in his hand and oh yeah, man, it's loads after loads after loads, yeah. This is definitely not softcore whatsoever, but why would it be if we were reviewing it on this show, so True. <laughs> yeah, this is beyond like Breaking Point really got me into this shit, but this this goes I mean Breaking Point's pretty fucking hardcore, but this takes this takes this shit to a whole nother level, you know. So Breaking Point's got some great uh Swedish girls, but this is just sleazy. I don't know, like I like Debbie and um uh what's her name? Jody. Jody, that's what's um, coming up next, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into her. She's fucking one fine black piece. Of I ass. prefer Jody, man. She's freaking hot. Oh, nice God, dude. Yeah, beautiful breasts, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, remember after, like, they get done, though, like, Stitch tries to jump on her, and uh, uh, Shorty's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you ain't allowed to get out of here. He just busted his nut all over himself. Like, <laughs> right. He, he, he didn't care. He wanted sloppy seconds, so... <laughs> But Jody and this dude, uh, this white dude, I guess he's like helping them plan like the the uh, revolution or whatever. He's they funding it. He brings yeah. like twenty grand with him, I think. Yeah, something like that. And he's got like maps and shit, uh, like Woodward and like where they're gonna meet and uh, lays it all out. Like they're gonna have snipers on the roof and uh, um, Duke and his boys are gonna like basically get the pigs like to come down there and everything by throwing like a Molotov cocktail into like a where or a hardware store or something like that. That's got like, um, I don't know, flammable shit in there. And I don't know. They got this whole plan. I wasn't really, cause the acting's terrible from like old, the old dude that comes in yeah, there. Yeah. Like, and you can see where like they kept the camera in one spot and they had to like, one white guy's a terrible actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And did you notice how, like, they, most of the shit, they had to, like, intersplice stuff. Like, the, it jumps all over the place. It's so grindhousey. It's not even fucking funny, dude. Like, I don't know. It's, a, this is reeks of grindhouse. But, uh, yeah, Jody, Jody and him come over and, uh, she tell, she gets, like, a chance to tell old girl, like, she touches Duke, she'll kill him, or yeah. kill her and stuff like that. And, Jody is fucking pissed. Yeah, she's hardcore. That Duke's her man and everything, but, um, yeah, Jody, in one scene, Jody runs her mouth and Duke slaps her across the room and, yeah. uh, uh, Duke puts Duke, her in her place. <laughs> well, Duke tells Stitch, go ahead and have her. And do you see how yeah. Stitch just like fucking, he, he, he just moves on to the white girl, beats, beats up his girlfriend and then tells the other guys they can all rape her. <laughs> but Stitch just fucking dives on her, dude. Yeah, he Got to know her. He just her. like 
go ahead and have her stitch. He says, fucking flies over there, dude. Like, full force. <laughs> like, he's tackling her, man. Yeah, he flies over there, tackles her, and fucking he's on her. He's in, like, full rape mode. It's not even yeah. funny. And, uh, yeah, I love that scene. Uh, yes, rape, the rape is on, and, uh, Shorty, uh, after Stitch finishes up with her, Shorty grabs her next, and I don't know, it's a little bit softer with Shorty, you know, like, he's like, bitch, I've always wanted you, come over here, you know, and, uh, Duke takes, uh, he blows him for a while. Yeah, yeah, Duke takes, uh, Debbie in the back, and he basically makes sweet love to her, it's an intimate, uh, love scene where, I actually I think got a kick out of this. Love. Yeah, I got a kick out of the scene because he actually tries to tit fuck her, and she's got no tits. Yeah, she's got these little yeah. tiny egg McMuffin titties. <laughs> <laughs> it was he, nice. He gives okay. up on that and moves on to like getting some head. <laughs> yeah, they both like I don't know, like it's like a simultaneous like Jody's giving uh, Shorty head and Duke's getting head. I don't know, like they keep intercutting back, but uh, so they decide to like I don't know if they're going to like do something or whatever. I don't know. Like the plot gets loosened up here where you're not really falling. But they decide to tie old girl up and uh while Duke, Coke, and Shorty head to the city or wherever they're going. I don't even know if they head out yet or whatever. They're still in the car, but Jake Jody decides to get her vengeance on the white girl and uh and also De- Debbie tries to make a run for it at one point, right? Um yeah, kind of. Remember everybody's sleeping so she gets up and then the Jody goes the white bitch is running. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she make it out the door? Or I don't know. I almost. Care. Yeah, almost. They get her. That's why they tied her up and shit. Yeah. So. But yeah, Jody, she just she decides to get her revenge on uh, on Debbie and has like Stitch come in there and rape her and he get he rapes her up the ass or whatever. Yeah. And did some Go real on Stitch, anal, fuck her in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> real anal penetration. There's a lot of fucking fingers and buttholes in this one, dude. So. Even Jody like. Does a little finger fuck in there. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. She, like, shoves her finger right up her ass and shit, so. But, yeah, like, after that, uh, Jody says she's gonna cut her up or whatever, and that's when Duke fucking kicks in the door and blows her away with a double barrel shotgun. It's total yeah. black exploitation right there, so. Yeah, and right before that, Stitch tries to stop her from, cause she goes, uh, what does she say, uh, she holds the knife up to her, grabs one of her tits and says, I'm gonna cut up this bitch into yeah. little pieces. Left tit first. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And so then Stitch tries to stop her, and she stabs Stitch. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I know. I try to write as much as I can down, but I already had like two and a half pages down. So like, also backing up one half step when when uh, Stitch is raping her in the ass. She looks up and sees a cross and she starts praying. <laughs> I didn't even notice yeah. that. Really? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She sits there and starts praying. I must have just been paying attention to the race. Well, she's getting it up the ass. <laughs> so, um, at the end, uh, Duke decides to let her go, and, uh, th- and the boys ride off to carry their mission out and uh, of starting the race war, and that's pretty much it. That's how the film ends. So, I love when Duke shows up and shoots Jody. Though he goes, he shoots her. She's like dead and bloody everywhere, and he goes, "I forgot something." <laughs> I love, I love how like it's straight, um. Breaking point slash, uh, they call her one eye where like they slow the scenes down and it's like in slow yeah. motion. There's a bunch of great stuff. Like, um, yeah, when Stitch is like raping Jody, like at first, like it's really slow motion. And then like, yeah, when Jody gets blown into the wall and stuff and falls back and her titties are bouncing and shit, uh, yep. it's all slow motion. There's, I think that, uh, Gail Palmer had seen, um, breaking point and, 
you know what I mean? And, uh, and thriller. I don't know, but it, I just got that feel out of this film. Like those, those movies came out right before this or. Um, yeah, I think it was like breaking point 74, 75, maybe 75, 76, somewhere around there. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think breaking point was 75. So yeah, it could have been, or I mean, I don't know. I mean, they just could have been into wanting to slow mo, but it was just weird how like it was like so many, so many different scenes were slow mode, like not identical, but very close to thriller and breaking point. It was almost in the same style. So. I don't know. I dug it. I really did. And then I put it yeah. up there. Like I read run, one review on IMDb that said that they didn't think this was that great. And um, I thought it was good. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. They were my only complaint on the movie is some of the sex scenes should have been long, a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's about my only complaint. <laughs> I guess like I've read on IMDb too that like um, Tarantino really puts this one over. Like I guess he's he's not really a big fan of pornos, but like he says this is he the, said this is the best porn ever made. I believe. Yeah, the best porn ever made, and he um had like a private uh showing at a film festival or whatever of it. I don't know if he showed it on the big screen. I'm wondering if he if he's got a 35 of this 35 mil print. He probably does because I've heard um. He had lent um, some prints to Grindhouse releasing of some stuff. I can't remember what it was, but he had lent some stuff out to Grindhouse of, like, really obscure prints that nobody could find that he had tracked down and got. I mean, the guy's a fucking millionaire, so you know he can go to any estate sale or whatever and buy up a whole fucking lot of 35s, you know. He probably has. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably, because I know, like, he's got a um, theater and shit at his home because he does screenings there and... Yeah, I'm sure he's got the fucking the the real the real 35 millimeter projector and it's ready to roll and he's probably got like a massive collection of stuff. You know what I mean? Working, he worked at Video Archives. I'm sure at like one point, like he probably decided that video or DVD just wasn't good enough. He had to like search out the raw film print. You know what I mean? So if I had his money, I would be too, man. I'd you know what I'd get? I'd get like a fucking 35. I don't care how much it cost me and where I had to go. I get a thirty-five at Dawn of the Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Straight. Oh yeah, now you're talking. Yeah, man. If I had his money, I mean, I don't got his money. You know, like to get your hands on a fucking thirty-five of Dawn of the Dead, like you pretty much got to kill for that fucking thing. So, but I, I almost guarantee Tarantino's probably got it because I know he's a <laughs> Dawn of the Dead fan too as well. So well, he's got good taste then. Yeah, he's definitely got good taste. I mean, yeah, he rips a lot of shit off, and people talk shit about him, but, I mean, the guy's got an eye for film, and the stuff he's ripping off, like, I know, like, we're into all of it and stuff, but, like, I mean, I'm sure he's into it, too, so he's got good taste in film. He just... Yeah. Whether you like it or not, Pulp Fiction changed a lot of the way cinema was going at the time. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs, too, as well. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I don't know. I love Reservoir Dogs. I, I like both the films, and I think Reservoir Dogs is pretty original. I think, to an extent, Pulp Fiction is pretty original. I don't think you really started getting into hardcore ripping shit off until um, Kill Bill. Yeah. And some people may say Jackie Brown, but that was based off a book, Rum Punch. So, I mean, I, you can't really say that ripped anything off. It was really... It's got 90s written all over it with a little sprinkle of black exploitation, but it's not like he's got afros and, you know what I mean? It's like, he did a fucking, he did a hood film. Like, how many fucking, how many hood films were coming out during that period? You know what I mean? He did 
a hood film is what he did, you know? So, I don't know. I dig his work. I'm not a Tarantino hater. I don't like Inglorious Bastards that much, and I don't know if I'm going to yeah. like that Django uh, remake or reimagining or whatever it is. sequel <laughs> or... <laughs> is that out yet or what? I don't think so. I'd... I might go just check that out in theaters. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've been trying to get back into the whole theater thing. Like, Strebo's been pushing me toward it. So we'll see. I don't know. I went and seen Prometheus. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't usually get like that big a bias like some people. Like, I'll see one bad film for a director and I'll be like, oh, he's shit. Everything he puts out is going to be shit. No, I'm not like that either. You know, that's why I'm hoping, I'm hoping this Lord's a Salem will be good with Rob Zombie because I really enjoyed his earlier stuff. And yeah, I think he'll make a comeback. So we'll see. But, uh, that was Hot Summer in the City, Gail Palmer. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Check it out if you can track it down. Um, I think it was on, uh, where did I find it at? X Hamster. I think I found a copy of it. Where did you get it? Did you, do you have a copy of this already? Or I think you did. Um, yeah, I used to have a copy of VHS, but yeah, I got my recent copy off X Hamster as well. Yeah, that's a really uh that's a really good porno site actually. Excellent porno site. I don't know if we we can't promote that enough. Like there's roughies on there, there's all kinds of weird roughies that They should be the exploited cinema sponsors. They should. We should we should fucking contact <laughs> them and like get something going and we can promote each other or something. That's I don't know, that's not the porno site that I like prefer like you know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, what I, what's my own material or whatever for everyday yeah. use. But when I'm looking for hard to find gems, like, I go straight to them, so. And they, and they put up whole, whole movies on there. So yeah. if you got, like, YouTube yeah. downloader, you know, or whatever, just download it. Yeah, uh, Firefox or whatever. I don't remember. You might be able, I think you, you said you use YouTube downloader, right? <clears throat> yep. Yeah, yeah. It's getting late here. I'm fucking yawning. I guess we'll roll into a, <laughs> We'll roll into a break, and I think we'll um, we'll come back with uh, Metasex uh, review of that fanzine, and uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> we'll get off on another rant, I'm sure. So, so with that, you're listening to Exploited Cinema. Reflections, a mirror image of our own fantasy. Big, beautiful. Uh, Let's just watch the movie. I just wonder what your sister would make. Do you have to play games? Yeah, I wonder. I don't care what you say, Connie. I'm gonna fuck her. She's been talking about the way that we used to play games when we were kids. Where does your body? Oh, I love sucking. She even brought up the time that she caught you masturbating me. You want me to suck it? Huh? Yeah, you want me to suck it? Brother and sister sharing more than meets the eye. Since when is it bad to have sex with members of your family? Is your mouth it's the best known mouth in town and the most appreciated oh, 
Aren't you always this way? Well, just don't put on a pair of men's pants or she'll have them off of you before you know it. You know, I don't know what's worse. Uh, a girl who gives it away or one who saves it. Before mommy and daddy come home, we could touch each other. You want to see my toy? He likes you. You can play with it. Reflection. Where the act of sex becomes a show. A show for others. That movie was pretty good. What? That movie gets an MG straight up. Straight up MG material. Honey, is that Robert De Niro across the street? Hey, yo! Sure looks like him. Can't be, though. Yeah, you! He's calling to us. Let's just go. But it's Bobby fucking D, honey. Hey, yo. That's right. It's Bobby fucking De Niro over here. Hey, a lot of people don't know this about me. Yeah, I'm mingling down here with the drug dealers, the pimps, the bushes, the low-level gangsters, you know. Honestly, I'm slinging some shit myself. You may not know this about me, but I'm a fan of podcasts. Yeah, I've been listening to these guys' bloodbaths and boomsticks. A couple of knuckleheads from around the way. You got John Smallberries. What a fucking name on this guy. You got Corey G. Guy's fucking half-retarded over here. Likes John Woo, for fuck's sake. Then you got Tim Gross, he's got the movie watching Constitution of a Billy Goat. Hey, find these guys at bloodbathsandboomsticks.blogspot.com. Long fucking name, but just go find it, it's worth it. You knuckleheads got that? Yeah? Bloodbaths and Boomsticks, it's on The House. Sex issue number two from 1999, and um, apparently they only did 
four issues of this. This was a fanzine um, on the underground. Uh, I don't know if it was a New York fanzine or if it got out. Um, they, I think they did these between 98 and 2000 or 2001. They put like an issue out a year. And um, Bill Landis, which I've heard that name, but I don't know. I'm sure if Pete was on, he could tell us all about this guy because he probably crossed. Clearly, it. this clearly this guy was rocking Forty Second Street during the heydays. Yeah, but like even even into the later years. Like, yeah, yeah. Like because some of these articles seem like they're fresher. Like I don't know. Like from what what did Pete say? It died in like the late nineties. Yeah. Whole Forty Second Street thing. So. But and he even does, um, you know, like he checks into some of the people that were around in the heyday and like kind of updates you what they're up to now, and it's pretty cool. But this covers like the whole like Ruffy scene. Um, actually, it's the Ruffy's issue, an experience in subjection, and uh, this is a Ruffy Bible if anybody wants to track this down. Yeah, this scene. It's really difficult to track down, but since it's like um, not a PDF. Yeah, it's a PDF. It's not a huge file. Hit us up. We'll, I don't remember what size it is. I don't know if we can email. We could probably send it through Facebook, but we'll see. Message the show, and we'll see if we can message it through the show's messaging system on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it out to as many people as possible, because this thing fucking deserves to be out there. It really is well done. It's excellent. Anybody interested in Ruffies, you, you want to read this. I really dig this art that's like um, third page down. It says bizarre erotic fantasies, and it's got old girls with their tit hanging out, and she's got this weird uh, freak mask and stuff in her hand. There's a lot of like great drawings and stuff in here. And is this how you? Um, I don't know if I asked you this before or not. Is this how you did your your uh, fanzine, where like you uh, cut the pictures into it and then like yeah, copied? pretty pretty similar. Is this how they all were done? Like. You did a um like the metal ones. A lot of them have uh, page borders around them and stuff. You know, like uh, almost like horror movie drawings and stuff, like zombies or sick stuff or like evil looking things. And it's like a page border that goes all the way around. That's that's kind of the metal zine thing. So this reminds you of your your zine, then? Yeah, it definitely reminds me a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, this is a fucking great magazine. I don't know. You want to get into it and uh, give us yeah. a rundown of uh of of some of the stuff. Well, the thing I love about this issue is it really, really goes in depth on on the whole, the whole scene of Forty Second Street. I mean, it, it gives you a rundown theater by theater by theater of what what each theater was, the kind of movies they were showing. The kind of stuff that was going on, which ones had live sex acts in between the in the in between the movies, and uh, which ones had, you know, this type of sleaze going on in the seats and that type of sleaze. Like like a lot of them had um, hookers would actually go up and down the rows and offer <laughs> offer money for sex acts while they were watching the porn movies. Yeah, I think Pete talked about stuff like that, too, as well, didn't he? I mean, he got into a lot of the stuff that's in this. So, I mean, he was right there in the middle of it. So. That's really interesting. It talks about the, the woman who ran a whole string of those theaters. And um, she was the, basically the one that ran the Avon company that made all these roughies. Or, well, the most prominent one, let's say. Uh, Who was that? Was that? Uh... Oh, damn, I can't remember her name right now. Okay. 
But it gets, I wanna... it gets into all that Avon stuff. Yeah. It gets deep into it. Yeah, it's excellent. He goes basically but film by film. And uh, one thing I thought was really interesting, I didn't know that much about the director, Phil Prince. And uh, they go really in-depth on his life. And he did a lot of the classic roughies. Like, he directed Dr. Bizarro, Oriental Techniques and Pain and Pleasure, Pain Mania, Tales of the Bazaar, The Story of Prunella. That's a good one. Uh, the Taming of Rebecca is probably his most well-known one. Yeah. So the, and Doctor Bizarro too. Yeah, you mentioned that one. You like that one? That's like one of yeah. the originals. Huh? I I, <laughs> was, I I didn't think it was as hardcore as it Femmes, but uh, it's up there. You know that doctor that talks in the beginning—that's Phil Phil Prince. Oh, okay, okay, uh, yeah. And uh, one of the things he had a very interesting life. Like he started out in these Avon theaters. Him and his wife performed some of the sex acts in between the movies, mm. and uh, he had a reputation for being able to come really far <laughs> during these audience things and they talk about how uh during one scene when he came his wife like directed you know his, his cock basically and he shot all the way near the third row and like they describe it as like some popeye sailor type guy got a shot right in the face when he was watching the show <laughs> that has to be totally illegal today probably <laughs> yeah but, yeah but the shocking thing about uh, Phil is his wife was murdered and she her body was mutilated. And they call it a rampage slaying. And he was the prime suspect. So he... and, uh, But he was eventually cleared, although there seems to have been a lot of doubt in a lot of people's minds that, that thought he really did do it. He lived a roughie, so to speak. Yeah, basically, and uh, after that, after his name was cleared, he made a lot of films that kind of uh, reflected similar things to what he was accused of. <laughs> and then very later on, as you'll read in here, he actually ends up going to prison, I believe, for killing a, a guy later on. So did this turn you on to some uh, some other roughies or what? Yeah, it definitely turned me on to some, like some I just hadn't thought about for a long time, and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely turned me on to some. Like I've still never seen the Oriental techniques and pain of pain and pleasure, but it, they talk about that one quite a bit, and I'm kind of interested in it now. Yeah, and it just goes con- continues to go on, and um, I really found it fascinating how he, they, how the this, this fanzine describes theater to theater, like the atmosphere. And stuff was going on, like each theater kind of had its own character and um, had its own uh, sort of stories and ambience going around on it. Like like for his, for an example, the Venus Theater, he describes the Venus audience was mostly black men agreeable to any kind of kinky, anonymous sex and white men sing- seeking a dingy experience. Yeah, Pete's brought that theater up. <laughs> All manner of 8th Avenue flotsam floated in like a tide after midnight. Hustlers, drug casualties, homeless perverts. And then uh, in another theater, they talk about how the guys, like some guys would just like pull down their pants and start, you know, like whacking off. And then when they got hard, almost like in class, when you put your hand, you raise your hand up to speak, Mm -hmm. they would put their hand up in the same motion like that. 
And that meant they were ready for anybody else in the theater if they wanted to come over and, like, suck them off or screw them or something. <laughs> so they just put their hand up, like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> come over. All of this public. <laughs> Can you imagine all this going on in the theater? It's just insane, man. <laughs> we were, we, li- we lived in the wrong eras. Definitely. <laughs> so. But yeah, it's really interesting. And then, uh, like the owner of Avon and all these theaters, this Jewish lawyer that had, uh, like he was really into like weird kinky stuff, mm-hmm. tried to actually buy them from her and she just basically like, just sort of shoot them away, like, yeah, you know, forget about it. And they, so the, after that, he harassed her daily with like threatening, uh, like, uh, postcards and stuff. And they actually printed a couple in here. It's really interesting. And at one point, they like had the police involved. And, and then, and then it turns out this guy, he was like trying to keep his secret kink, kink life under wraps. And, uh, yeah, he was like, a, I think he was like a lawyer, or, like real estate something or other but his company ended up moving up right near that district so they put on the billboards like the guy's name and said welcome to the area and stuff and i guess that like just freaked him out because he didn't want anybody to know about this uh secret life it's a really interesting story like people got to read this thing man it's it's really good yeah it's 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 truly the uh roughy bible like you said and uh it's a real rare gem i'm sure you appreciate me sending it to you huh oh yeah i love this man i'm definitely going to be reading this again in the future i like this one snippet they have here by night by 1976 the globe theater had deteriorated into just another shabby adult house with odd happenings like mark mr ten and a half stevens a porn actor high on a fistful of drugs approaching bewildered and shocked attendees of the theater by the toilet Stevens enjoyed getting off while watching himself on the screen so he like screw people in the audience while he watched his movies in the theater I I, I love the writing in these because uh, it's very um, Gonzo-esque like Hunter S. Thompson right. mixed with talking about 42nd Street it's really the draw to it I think definitely so, but, um, th- like I said, there's four issues. I only have the first two issues. Um, I don't know what two other issues are. Like, there's information online. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head, but, um, I think one's about Jamie Gillius or something like that. There's one that's like a pro- porn star profile. Like, um, if anybody out there has these, these other two issues, like on PDF, we would hook love- us up, man. <laughs> this set because this this is probably these these fanzines right here as far as like porn and everything like that's just weird shit it's um yeah it's it's a diamond in the rough and uh yeah we if anybody out there has the other two issues and are looking for the first two issues maybe we can trade so we're, we're down for the we're down for whatever but uh i don't know man so you really dug this you didn't get to check out the first issue but um no i haven't seen that yet yeah, so, yeah. But any Zebedee Colt fans, there's a whole section on him in here as well. They might be interested to check that out. He was the uh, the freak in Sex Wish, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that was killing the women. Yeah, and uh, he was in quite a, like The Farmer's Daughter. He was in quite a few of those movies. Like people that are that watch these will recognize his name. 
Well, Jamie Gillius has talked about in this quite heavily. A lot of the big yeah. stars and stuff that did roughies and everything. Oh, yeah. Also, Unwilling Lovers, which is one I suggest people check out. Yeah. Zebedee Colt was in that as well. Ruffy. Yeah. It's where the guy uh, kills women and then has sex with their corpses. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Remember I was telling you about this? <laughs> something about it. I've never seen it, so. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. You have it? Yeah. Oh, wow. You just cooked me up with a copy, bro. <laughs> I'll probably. <laughs> I think it might even be on X Hamster. Go check it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, Harry Reams has talked about on this, and uh, he was one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest names in porn for obvious reasons, if you don't know anything about Deep Throat and the whole infamy behind that, you know, so. Oh, I'm looking at this, this is this is about Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Wilson, or whatever her name is, that's who. That's the lady whose I couldn't remember her name. I can't remember what listener, but one of the listeners was writing in wanting to know more about that and wanted... Um, Pete to talk about them is that so that's heavily covered he needs to have a copy of this then (laughs) he will find out a lot about it (laughs) so yeah I was wondering who you were talking about because I was like is it yeah is it that person like is it was that what they were asking about or whatever because I think I remember I can't remember who sorry whoever was out there I'm sure it's a regular listener I just it's late Telly Wilson yeah I was Uh, gonna say the name but I knew I'd end up butchering it so (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why Pete didn't talk about that. I guess because it just wasn't brought up. So, like, if I had known more, I didn't have this issue when I, uh, maybe I did. I don't remember. But, um, I probably hadn't have read it all, uh, by then. But, uh, he, uh, he didn't get into it. But, uh, hey, you know, maybe we can get Pete back on the show and, uh, with another roughie. I should have invited him on for this, but I don't know. His life's been kind of, yeah. So, I don't know. A lot of craziness. So go send on. him a link to the show. Maybe he'll want to be on part two. <laughs> so I'm sure he's he's aware of the show. I mean, he was on here. So, but uh, I don't know if he knew we were doing a rough. I didn't hit him up, so, but I talked to him about coming back on the show some other time, and he seemed interested. So maybe we can get him back on. Maybe I'd like to get him on the Dure- I'd like to do a Dorenzi episode. So I'd love to hear what he has to say about Dorenzi, and then we could ask him about it there. So. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm sure by then you'll have all kinds of questions for him, Dale. And you can... <laughs> probably. The shit you probably wanted to ask him, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's a walking encyclopedia of fucking 42nd Street, and uh, it's just endless. And, like, it, we, I did that interview with him. It was, like, hour and 20 minutes. And, I mean, the man fucking probably could have talked for fucking days. But, you know what I mean? Time and... I think he went out to get a bite to eat after we finished the show. <laughs> so fucking hungry, you know what I mean? He can't talk forever, so but that's Metasex Volume Two. Um I don't know, volume one we may review it down the road. I don't know. Um maybe. I don't I don't know. Maybe we maybe we could do all four we'll out. See if some of the listeners ask for it, we'll see. <laughs> Exactly, and uh, like I said, we're putting out the uh, search out there for the uh, the other two issues. The uh, the the first issue is best and bizarre from around the world, and it's about sexual curiosity and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll find a way to fucking squeeze it in there. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So if it's anywhere near as good as this one, I want to hear it. <laughs> Read it. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure the listeners would like to hear about it. So. Um, 
So with that, I guess we'll uh, we'll roll into a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll rock an outro and finish the show up. And if you haven't already realized it, we're playing a bunch of uh, porno music. It's actually a uh, cachet of Avon uh, soundtrack music that I ran across. Uh, you you're a huge Avon film. Fan. Oh yeah. I know there's probably a bunch of Avon film fans out there. So that company was the king of the roughies. <laughs> Basically, and uh, King of 42nd Street to boot. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy the music, and uh, the, I'm sure I found a cache of fucking trailers to play too, and all kinds of clips. And this is just like the porno episode me and J Dog did, but I think it's ten times fucking more hardcore because we're actually covering the diehard sleaze. So. With that, uh, you guys are listening to Exploited Cinema, and get out there and do something freaky with your old lady. I don't know. Tie her up. Cut her panties off with fucking a hunting knife. I don't know. The Blonde and Black Lace is the third film in the Johnny Wad series, the most spectacular and action-packed sex thrillers ever to come out of Hollywood. As the biggest private detective in the business, Johnny has come up against some pretty tough cases. But none of them can equal the hot and heavy action of the blonde and black lace. Claude Furneaux is a millionaire playboy who has some pretty bizarre ideas about sex. Susan Furneaux is his not-so-loving wife. Add a couple of horny mistresses and a killer bodyguard, and you have just the right mixture to come up with murder. Blonde and Black Lace, the action starts at the very beginning and runs non-stop to the exciting and deeply satisfying climax. Experience for yourself each pulse-pounding second of breathtaking suspense as Johnny plunges into the orgiastic world of the rich and the depraved. Blonde and Black Lace. to say and talk about kinky shit kinky fantasies and i think we spent it all man my my nut is busted ooh, ooh, 20 loads there's we're our nut sacks are shriveled and <laughs> my grease gun's empty yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta go reload exactly exactly um i guess i got a couple questions for you have you have you gotten your old lady to watch any of this shit like any of these roughies or like what she not in? really. I mean, she was into some porn and whatnot, but uh, not the roughie so much. Are you afraid to show her, or she just told you straight up, I'm not afraid? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of afraid to show her. <laughs> She's not seen you watch one? Or? Why Why have you ever, did you ever show your old lady? 
my ex, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I showed her water power um, when the nurse, when I don't know, there were nurse stewardess in the tub. Shit the shit, shit the poop water. She was completely <laughs> disgusted. She was like, turn it off. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be the. Re- I already know the reaction, so yeah, it'd be similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think we talked about this, you know, behind the scenes, but like, I got her. She'd always wanted me to like fucking watch porn and shit with her and stuff, and like I, you know, like I told you, I don't know. I was like, this is solo. This is dude solo. Like, you know, I don't want to be. <laughs> seen on the porn stars because I've gone on not, no offense or anything but I'm just it's, it's it's overload is what it is but I mean one time I got her to suck me off and fuck me to like Debbie does Dallas and shit and like I told her I was be fucking watching a porno the entire time and focusing on the chicks I mean it was enhancing it enhanced the moment so as far as like a roughie um I don't know, man. Like, it's not that I was afraid or anything. I was just like, okay, well, she didn't like water power, so I don't think she's going to like any of these other ones. She did like Breaking Point, though, which... Really? Yeah, has some rough elements to it, I guess, wouldn't you say? like, Yeah. It's a Swedish roughie to an extent, but... I guess he doesn't really beat the women too much or any like anything like that, you know, but... Hunting up panties with hunting blades and shit like that, but... Yeah. She she got into that I guess to an extent I don't know she really liked uh she liked thriller you know so that's how I was kind of able to get her to watch Breaking Point my my ex was never really against watching anything like sometimes she just I don't know some of the stuff she didn't really give a shit she was like I could get her to watch just about anything except like I said except for Water Power she didn't want to watch that at all uh <laughs> you know for obvious reasons it's like. Like you said, it's really a preferred taste. So. It really is. <laughs> All these things, depending on the woman, that could pretty much kill the mood right there. <laughs> depends on if you're into that shit. Like I really, I like not to get off subject, and eventually I hope we'll cover this Ruffy Water Power. But uh, I really, I don't know. There's something interesting about that one chick where he's like, uh, where he shoves the enema tube thing in her butt and she's like get it out of me and you could totally tell she broke character but like there was something uh subconsciously hot about that i was like oh there's the real woman like she didn't she was uncomfortable she didn't like it you know what i mean and like jamie's so good he's like well uh i hope you got enough in you and you got clean because you have to do it again like he's basically like not <laughs> breaking character but he was breaking character you know what i mean like he just played yeah. it so well so well, it enhances the fantasy if you think a little bit of it's real, you know? Yeah, I think that's what it is, is that you, you think some of it is real, and you're like, ooh, wow, I like this. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I thought we were just going to simulate it. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it's it's one thing if the chicks are into it. So. There's um, I know we talked about Pretty Peaches. There's a, uh, for all those Desiree Cousteau fans, and um, I'm a big Desiree Cousteau fan because she's got some nice fucking knockers and... Uh, Oh yeah, I remember you posted the yeah. one pick on Facebook that one night. We were like fucking. Well, it was in that little. We had. Well, it was in a private chat. <laughs> messaging thing uh, going on behind the scenes, and I took it to the sleazy level. It started out with just some innocent tit pick. Oh yeah, the baseball bat picture. <laughs> <laughs> I scarred your child for life, but it ain't my fault. He's hanging over your fucking shoulder. I, I told Corey. Let's just say the glisten on that bat wasn't wax. <laughs> <laughs> Say that Corey's son will never think about baseball in the same. <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> oh yeah, you said it to Corey G. <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, Corey, if you're listening, I'm sorry for scarring your child. I really am. I didn't, I didn't, that's not what I set out to do, but fuck, whatever. The kid's gotta learn about it someday, so. <laughs> Oh shit! That might not be a good starting point. <laughs> a good starting point, but he, if the kid ain't into baseball, he's gonna be all about baseball now. You know, every time he sees a ball, <laughs> that he's gonna think, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, where want to bury that? What a hell introduction! So, um. Yeah, that was, I love that thread. I wish we, I should post some new pics on there just to get that fucker fired up again. Corey, Corey, uh, he wanted to be removed immediately from it. I was like, come on, I thought you were a sleaze fiend, you fucker. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people left that thread. Uh, oh yeah. They were just, they were dropping off like flies and sleazy. Like rats jumping off the ship when it was going down. <laughs> I was fucking happy that I finally got to post some pics of fucking glorious meaty Ushi, dude. Oh my god. Then your buddy's like, everybody better leave if they don't like this. I'm like, hey, this is what's keeping me here. <laughs> where's this thread been all my life? I didn't ever think of this before. If anybody wants to be added to that, if they're on our friends list or whatever, our personal friends list, if you want to be added to that little underground uh, photo photo uh, swap, uh, just just hit us up. So we can make it happen. I don't, I don't know. Maybe tonight I'll throw something new up there. I don't know. <laughs> something fee-oriented, so just to uh, commemorate the show here. I don't know. Something from Water Power. So, yeah, the poop shooting, like uh, like a, just a. Uh, just a snapshot of the poop in the air. Poop water. What do you think? Water and power, man. Water and power. Open your mouth up. Catch it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Not in there. It should have been in there, man. Someone catching fucking poopy water in their mouth. I don't know. I'm just sick, ain't I? <laughs> well, Femmes had poop in it, so fuck it. Whatever. There you go. I'm not into the fecal shit whatsoever. Nah, I'm not either. I don't <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even imagine being in the scene. Like, the, I'd smell make me fucking gag, dude. I mean, like, big time. Like, I can't even clean up my own vomit, so. I know, my friend Jeffrey brought some over the one time, and, uh, he's like, check out this scat porn. I was just like, oh, this is gross. Like, chicks, like, pooping each other's mouths and just, like, holding it there for, like, 20 minutes. He did. Well, they feel each other up. I was like, oh, it's gross. Okay. <laughs> We're getting bunch of freak shit on. I don't think me and J-Dog ever went here, dude, but I don't think we were ever given the really, the prime opportunity to really get into it, so, and you're just, you're, you're, I think you're freakier. You're not as, you're not as vocally sleazy. I think you can be, but you're definitely, uh, subconsciously sleazier than, <laughs> I think we both are, so. I can be pretty greasy. Oh, I bet you can, so. I bet you got some freaky fantasies that you don't want anybody to know about. <laughs> I think Oh, yeah. Everybody does. So this this show we're letting it loose though. I am at least. So I don't even give a fuck anymore. This this year's been so fucking crazy for me. Fuck it, I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm voyeuristic. Who isn't? Who, you watch films? Who isn't voyeuristic? So it's not like I went around peeping in fucking windows and shit or anything like. Right. I've been too afraid to fucking get in trouble or something. Steal, stealing women's women's panties and uh, sniffing them. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, 
anything like that. But uh, that, that, what the fuck was I thinking when I was in high school? He should have been doing all this wild shit. I'd probably be in fucking prison right now. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. But Bubba would be sniffing your underwear. <laughs> yeah, I, I never wanted to do anything like as far as like kinky, like that somebody didn't want. You know what I mean? Like I want someone to be a out it because like then we can both be freaks you know what i mean like i want yeah, I, hear you. I want like a co-pilot freak so preferably not another dude but uh <laughs> yeah we can do we can talk about it on the show here but i don't know if i want to like run around sniffing panties with you dale or anything like that <laughs> you don't need a uh a panty spotter <laughs> <laughs> well what it'd be is it's house and like i'd steal all the panties and you would just keep you'd be a lookout so <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> um so halloween's coming up next month anyway yeah we've we're gonna have uh we want to do try to do two episodes but i don't think they're gonna be i think there's gonna be one regular format episode um and then maybe throw in a commentary or something well yeah we uh i don't think we figured this out until you came out of the show but like we have birthdays literally back to back uh yes we do yours is october 15th mine is october 16th uh kind of ah what a weird coincidence it would have been even weirder if we were both born on the same day but uh it's fucking close enough i mean we're we're years apart but uh i think i think just them birthdays being back to back we're we're joined uh the hip we're like fucking brothers from another mother or something like it was just fucking Hell weird. yeah too weird i believe in fate so like i think that like fucking you were eventually supposed to join this fucking pod <laughs> you, you, we've we've quite a bit behind the scenes here since you've started like i think we've spent more time bullshitting um behind the scenes just getting to know each other like uh like what like as far as like what movies we're into and i don't know if you've noticed but we, we seem to be into the same kind of shit huh yeah that's the thing i, I <laughs> we definitely have like very similar tastes yeah and uh so i don't i don't uh envision us uh, arguing over a lot of films <laughs> Yeah, like no debates on whether or not we're gonna fucking cover Eddie and the Cruisers or anything like yeah, exactly fit in or whatever. So Eddie and the Cruisers will never, they'll never be brought up again. So put that fucking dog to rest. So. Uh, I, I might try to cock block you on a breaking. <laughs> do you? Hey, do you like breaking though? No, I don't. Oh, That's, we found something we differ on finally. Well, you know what the weird thing is, is like, I don't know, like, I just watched it so many times that it just brainwashed me, and like, I don't know, it's probably the only musical-oriented thing that I like. I do actually like the music, man, though, weird enough, I don't know why, it was catchy too. I honestly haven't seen it since the 80s, probably, though. <laughs> Breaking? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know, it's just about the 80s nostalgia and stuff, and I don't know, like, the chick with the armpits at the end, like, hairy armpits, it's like... You gotta see it. So. <laughs> like like those hirsute women, huh? Yeah, kinda. It's just so fucking <laughs> random. It's like, yeah, dude. They, you know, I like them furry. So. Yeah, dude, you'd be all about it then. You, dude, we used to up north. I don't know. They still do, but like they do this like hippie festival called Bliss Fest um, during the summer. And like I went out there a couple times. Did you say Bush Fest? Bush, bush Fest. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like I'm there. Dude. That's all. Where was this? <laughs> bush. Fest. <laughs> fest. It's like a hippie festival where they have like fucking bluegrass. But it might as they might as well change it to Bush Fest because 
I don't know if you know, but like hippie chicks and hairy armpits and shit kind of coincide with the. I used to go out there just to like get high and find some shrooms to eat and shit. And uh, I remember the first time I went out there, like we went and we were listening to this bluegrass bullshit. I was like, lame, where's the metal band? You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. I was totally disturbed out there because I'd never seen it like right there. Like, and there was all these chicks like having their hands up in the air, clapping like, woo! And they all was like, Something strange. They all have hairy armpits. What <laughs> the fuck? Dale, you would have been right at home, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm not so much into the hairy armpits, but. I think that's where we'll, we'll, where we will differ because I do like my women shaved, uh, legs, armpits, scratch, everything. I, 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 I yeah. I had this. I don't, I don't like the armpits. That's the one area I don't really care for the hair. <laughs> Dig the French porno. I had this French porno, dude. This bitch had a fucking, she had hair from, she had a happy trail that went from her fucking belly button all the way to her asshole, dude. It was like a bush all the way around. It looked like she was wearing like a bush underwear. Like seriously, uh, all the bitches were in that were, I remember I had a buddy over and he's like, bush bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had that porno i just i had the vhs it was some weird fucking shit that somebody like stole out of his fucking dad's collection and just i traded him some cds or something for it was like just give me some porno i need some and uh that was one of them he hooked me up with and i don't know it was like it's not something i preferred but you know what i mean i had it so it was was, i used it you know what i mean gave me pleasure for years and years it was weird dude this dude comes in you'd have loved it dude because you love that freaky shit this dude comes in uh he's like dressed as like a uh, mexican wrestler like full body blue suit and like but his like crotch was cut out like for scott hang out and uh just fucking weird shit dude like this fairy's like running around making like all these sex fantasies and it's all in French. You can't understand a damn word they're saying, but it's a point of who needs to hear what they're saying, you know? So, right. but, uh, yeah, if I still had it, I'd just send you the tape over, dude. You'd be in heaven. You'd be in Bush. Heaven, I swear to God. Nice. Well, I love seventies porn. Plenty of Bush there. Been from the eighties. These girls were like, yeah, hairy, dude. If you like, eighties porn was still like at least the first half of the eighties was still pretty hairy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like for some reason, like I remember finding this like stack of penthouses in like a trash can when I was a kid. Um, and I remember that's like the first time I ever saw shaved women, and I was like, because I've seen some, I like seen pornos before, but they're all like seventies ones, and I just figured like all women were always hairy, and I didn't even know the concept of shaving. And I just burnt it into my mind. Well, all the pages in there were like every woman was shaved, and I was like, it burned it into my fucking ingrained it into my subconscious, and like now it's just my preference. So, of course, for the obvious, I know it seems to be every guy's preference these days, which makes it hard for guys like me to find decent porn anymore. Well, dude, when you're fucking <laughs> going down south, shit. I mean, who wants to get fucking hair in the mouth? So like, I don't know. Hey, it's all part of the experience. I don't know, man. I guess like I don't know if fucking if I ran across a like chick that was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chopping it, I'm not grooming it or anything. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Went in Rome. Went in Rome. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I'd be down with it. I'm not like I got a preference and everything. If like old girls like 
Where, how do you like it? I'm going to tell them, you know, it's like how you want your steak cooked. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it fucking rare, which would be hairy for you. You know what I mean? Right. And I'd eat it rare, but, uh, you know, well, God, that's fucking, that's even freakier rare. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't quite sound right. <laughs> oh, that sound right. Uh, <laughs> maybe I, we should, maybe we should hop onto a different subject. <laughs> we're going downhill fast. We're getting so it's so late now, and I'm just... I'm, yeah, we're both, like, tired and, like, out of it. We're rambling about insanity that I'm going to play this back tomorrow or whenever I edit it. I'm going to go, fuck was I talking about? I'm gonna You're going to edit out the whole middle section right there. Probably won't. I'll probably be like, oh, my God, we'll just do it. We'll just leave it in to just fuck it. Like, somebody will get a kick out of this. Just mindless fucking tired rambling about the freakiest shit that can come off the top of our heads, so... Jeez. Anything else you want to talk about? Any other freaky shit? Any other? Throw out some roughies. Some, give them some roughy recommendations that, like, I don't know, aren't like mainstream. I guess. Hmm. Okay. Well, I've mentioned a bunch of them. I guess. Uh, you know, a dirty western, defiance of good. That's a good one. I like that. See, um. A lot about it. Yeah, it's this chick. Uh, Gets caught for like drugs and they put her in the mental asylum and there's Satanism involved and S and M. It's a crazy movie. You gotta check that one out. Um, stuff like, uh, the story of Prunella. Yeah, you told me about uh, that one. We talked about that during the meta sucks. I haven't seen that one either yet. Appointment with Agony. Um, <laughs> Dr. Bizarro, of course. It's like the main one that I think everybody, that's what everybody cuts their teeth on that and water power, huh? Appointment with Agony has a uh, Vanessa Del Rio in it. She's a okay. She's a big ruffia actress. Mm-hmm. Then you got a uh, Sex Wish, um, Ensenada Pickup. Never heard of that one either. No, yeah, just check into some of these. I well, you need to send me a list, dude. I'm always trying to. Explain. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Violation of Claudia, um, Abduction of Lorelai. Fiona on fire. That's yeah, it's kind of roughy part of it. Mm-hmm. Part of it's definitely roughy, and then the rest is sort of more normal porno. Yeah, that's the worlds kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. God, there's so many. I don't know. That's just some off the top of my head. The Taming of Rebecca, of course. That's a Un- unwilling lovers that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. So those are some ones that you highly recommend, or they're like yeah, those would be some ones that I would recommend definitely. Um, yeah, of course we, I've covered, uh, Angela, the fireworks woman and, um, man, I don't even know. There's wet wilderness. You recently found that one. You didn't really, you didn't really dig it that much, but you see, yeah, I'd I'd heard so much about it for years. It was kind of a little disappointing once I got to finally see it. I mean, it's, I like the concept, but the execution wasn't quite what I thought it might be. Yeah. Then you've got, uh, I think you I think you turned me onto this one. Um, climax of blue power. Yeah. You told me about that one. Um, we've got forced entry. Entry. Um, there's, there's one, there's one actually just called rape victims, right? Rape victims. I, yeah. Uh, you tell I me. It's another Avon one. Tell me. It's actually, believe it or not, with that crazy title, it's, it's a little more tame than some of the other ones we've been talking about. Okay. Okay. Um, what, another thing I want to ask you was like, are you into the horror pornos? 
Uh, I am, but I don't really have a lot of them. Like, Wet Wilderness was supposed to be like that, although it didn't really come off as, like, hot or horrific. Even though there people do get killed with a machete and whatnot, but they don't show a whole lot of anything. Right, right. Have you seen Hardcore? Like, I've heard good things about that. I keep hearing about it. I have never, never tracked that down. I hear uh, it's really fucking trippy and stuff. I, I'll, I'm gonna find it. And then you got, like, Forced Entry, I guess. He, you know, kills the women. That is like a roughy, but yeah, I don't know. That's roughy horror, I guess, slasher oriented. Should we do it? I wonder if we should do a, we should just do another roughy show or like another porno show, but this time a horror oriented one for October, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or are we getting out of hand? I don't know. Maybe we should give the listeners a breather and do some normal movies and then come back to it again. Write it and tell us if they want another fucking porno episode. Yeah, they can let us know. <laughs> you want. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. I don't know. We're trying to make this fucking show sleazier than ever. I mean, like, it's, I don't know. For saying that we're the sleaziest podcast on the planet, like, I don't know. It's really hasn't, we're taking it to that level finally. Like, I don't know. It's been a long time coming. I just want to blow this fucking load of fucking insanity. So, <laughs> I don't know. Dude. We'll see. Yeah, right in. Uh, <laughs> If you want another uh, porno-esque episode, horror themed for October. Um, yeah, like, we think we're going to do a, a commentary for our birthdays, though. We're going to do a birthday episode, so it's going to be a birthday horror-themed episode. Um, I guess if we'll save it. We'll keep it as a surprise, but it's one of the birthday horror movies. So, And I haven't seen it. That should narrow it down. <laughs> I haven't seen it. The other one I really hate, um, so I have a copy of this one floating around, and, uh, yeah, that should, there's only, like, two, right? Or is there another one? Is there three? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple. I can't. I have two. We'll check into it. We'll check into it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what we'll decide. Like I said, just, like, right in. I don't know. Like, if we're going to do a horror, like, episode, like, we need to cover, like, some fucking hardcore shit. Like, I don't know. We need to find some gems and dig up some fucking really sleazy horror gems that, like, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta put our fucking thinking caps on for this, so. Sounds good. We've covered a lot of cheesy, uh, 80 slashers already, right? So. I don't even know if I want to go that route. I think I want to go into, like, a. Rough... That's what I mean. You've already covered a lot of those on this podcast. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. I don't know if I want, if we even need to go down that road, cause like, be honest with you, slashers don't really, that was J-Dog's thing, like I do, yeah. to an extent, but uh, yeah. I dig them, I dig them, but I can't, you know, I can see us not doing a lot of them. Yeah, we're not going to, because, I really can't get behind them, really. Like, I was into fucking slashers when I was, like, 12 years old, and then, like, I grew up, and I was, like, boring. You know, I want some fucking substance, so. Right. No offense to anybody out there that likes slashers, I mean. I mean, I like them, so, yeah. You just offended me. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but I guess with that, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll shut up now. Shut up. We'll stop pissing people off. We'll, we'll try to think up something good. I don't know. We're 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 good at that. So thinking up something good and uh, yeah, I guess we'll roll out and um, I don't know. Play another Avon track and uh, I don't know. Just stay tuned. We're gonna do um, one episode per month, but next month we will do two. So just because it's October and I don't know, we might get occasional two episodes, but don't you know? 
don't expect it because uh, this is, you know, we're 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 busy nowadays. So. At least I am. I don't know, Dale. <laughs> yeah. All he, he's got all this time to watch ruffies all day. So. <laughs> yeah. Am I right or am I wrong? Ah, <laughs> uh, we both get busy, but you know, we'll see. You're getting busy. See what happens. <laughs> we always get busy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> all right. That you guys are listening to Exploited Cinema. Keep it greasy.